We're live. Live. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It is a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And today we are joined by Team Charlotte and Jake. Uh, Jake making his long return after, I think, of his month in exile. Yes. I don't know what he did wrong, but... The pro- the prodigal has returned. <gasps> the prodigal son returns. <laughs> it's you, Jake. <laughs> so, unlike a hundred years, like Morpheus uh, trapped in a bubble, it has been um, like say. Oh, that is where it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, was gonna say more, it was more in the in the Twitch world uh, rather yeah. than the actual dream world, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Jake's been heading up our ch- Twitch channel for the gaming and stuff, being helped with Goodwill and Grant as well. So he has been a, a busy little beaver. He's not just been kicking back and relaxing on his laurels or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yes, and uh, like I see you might get a new little member in the team. Sometimes now Charlotte's got a new little friend uh, called Ruby, uh, <laughs> like the Beagle. Ruby! So, <laughs> so she might pop up to say hello from time to time, and she does. <laughs> but don't scare her. Oh my god! I've just thought it's the Sunny Con crew. <laughs> oh, oh cheers! Yeah, yeah. Uh, arguably <laughs> the main characters of the first <laughs> now. <I'm kidding>. <laughs> 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 I was, throw, I was throwing down factions now, are we? It appears so. So who's going to do the heel turn first? I say Charlotte. <laughs> I've got no notes this time, so. Wow, Charlotte, Dude. you no. have no notes. <laughs> I know. Wow. Oh, yes. So we thought we'd do a special episode this week. Uh, no, we don't. We it's been a while since we've done a Friday night episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when we first did the podcast, it used to be Friday night. <laughs> God, yep. it did, yeah. Yes. Um, so, because we've just basically blasted through what was one of the most well, cinematic TV shows that I've seen. I think that was probably the best way I can describe it. Um, right. I know a lot of TV shows are going that way now, but... We're going to talk about the Sandman, and not and not the one that was in Rise of the Guardians either. I like that one. <laughs> I've seen that one. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a cartoon. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll get the disclaimer out of the way with, and we'll crack open the Sandman because I am dying to talk about this with everyone. So. Everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you want to discuss anything from tonight's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group and we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can agree to disagree in fandom, so let's keep a fun, keep a kind and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Flawless victory. But yes, so we... Are doing our best to keep the toxicity out of, out of fandom. We're doing this in the Facebook group as well, so we haven't had any dramas in quite a while. So it's mm-hmm. always quite uh, fun, and Just we are it now. possibly, but we are we are growing <laughs> like exponentially now. We are almost at uh, five thousand seven hundred members, so uh, we're knocking on the door for six. So. Come on, we can get there. Like, say, if we get a ten, I don't know what will happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> Facebook will just explode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> um, if you see my face glowing, if you're watching on YouTube, it's because I have the guide up. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like I say, Sammy has the cookies out tonight. It's not Donna this week. Oh she has got, she, she's, got, <laughs> she's, got, she's got she's got the cleavage out for the for, for everyone who wants to see that. For Morpheus, <laughs> it was for Morpheus exactly. <laughs> Everything is for Morpheus. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> <Donna> feels. <laughs> I've been oh. out, people. <laughs> trying to hide it the best I can with my very Halloween y cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, always good to embarrass and, and unfortunately, Sam hasn't been out with her lovely mother. She's been out with her sister. So, <laughs> so just because she's watching, hi, Sam's mom. I haven't heard from you in a while. <laughs> <laughs> She might actually listen to this one because my mom is a huge fan of mm. the Sandman. She actually listened to the audiobook on holiday. So she could potentially listen to this one. So, mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> the bad boy. The we bad are... boy of podcasting. <laughs> no way, you don't want to be that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've said I've seen the documentary The Most Hated Man on the Internet. I really don't want to be that guy. No, <laughs> yes. you do not. <laughs> so yes. Um, did, so before we started, did anyone read the comics before seeing this? No, no, I did not. But like no. I said, my mum listened to it on holiday, and my God, I, how many times I had to tell her, "Mum, I've not read this," <laughs> and she kept asking us questions. And I was like, Mama, I'm going to say it one more time. I've not read this, <laughs> but I know about this. <laughs> no, I'm the same. I'm a bad Sandman fan. Yeah. <laughs> and I've only seen the Netflix series. <laughs> no, like I, I am a fan of Neil Gaiman, but I, I think when the, the Sandman comics came out, it kind of passed me by a little bit. Um, I know the artwork, the way the style is, mm-hmm. like from, from my style, it probably wasn't to my initial taste when I was younger. Mm. After watching the show, I am going to go back and get Please. my hands on even though we looked in the store today and it's literally impossible to get your hands on the, the, these comics at this moment in time now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, do you know what? Sandman's always been quite a difficult one because Ant's um, a huge fan and I think I bought him it, God, years ago. And I bought it in German. All right. So I do have a copy of Sandman somewhere, but it's in German. Oh, because you were like, oh, that's a decent price for it. And it's like, that's why. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I really wasn't paying attention to it. Um, but didn't this like come out in the 1989? Because I used... 94. 94. Yeah. Wow. Because Sol- Solid did have a hand raised, bless her. She is the <laughs> oh, one. Oh, did you love? I'm so sorry. <laughs> She was. She is the one of us that actually done her homework before, and she <laughs> read the read the comics beforehand. So, yeah. so, and we know how much that busy um, Charlotte waxes lyrical over Neil Gaiman. So it was always obvious that she was going to pay attention uh, to this. She got she got me reading Gaiman. She's getting me mum reading Gaiman because everything I've read and I've passed on to my mum. So <laughs> my mum's reading Nevermore at the moment. <laughs> so. I read the I read the comics when I was a teenager, so mm-hmm. it's, it's been a while. Yeah, because everything I'm reading about or hearing from on like fan sites or like like or even like Facebook blogs and stuff are saying how close and um, mm-hmm. how I'm trying to think of the right word um, like like what the adaptation of the, the the show to the movie was so close and. Uh, 
Fearful, that's the word. That's the yeah. word. Sorry, I've been out the sun yeah. too much. He's, he's had fresh air to dear people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so fearful to the comic that um, it was quite striking and stunning to, to see. And I know uh, Neil Gaiman himself had a lot of say and a lot of, to do with this mm-hmm. show. Um, I think with experiences in the past, he's kind of learned from his mistakes, like letting people have control of his work, like, I know it wasn't an original book, but when he done the screenplay and done for Neverwhere, which was made for TV yeah. originally, it kind of went away from him what he wanted to do. So I know he was mm-hmm. upset about it, and that's why he did the book. Um, and similar to like American Gods, where I, I know he was heavily involved, but when you watch American Gods, you kind of it, it, there's aspects of gaming, but it's very much an American TV show yeah. in aspects of it. You you can with American Gods, you can tell when he left at the beginning of season two and then when he came back at the beginning of season three because season two is where it kind of went mm-hmm. yeah, in a that, direction that wasn't wasn't it, his. And yeah, do you know what? We actually stopped watching at the beginning of season two. It just something just wasn't sitting right. And it was like, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm done with this. Like I really am. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I was gonna say as well Fuck Netflix for doing this today. <laughs> He's so pissed off. <laughs> we, we have been planning this oh. since, since we finished watching it, since it came out with it, right? We need to do an episode on this because yeah. after the first episode, it hooked you. And what do the fuckers do? Release a special episode <laughs> the day we do a fucking podcast where none of us have got fucking time to watch it. <laughs> That's what? apparently got some kind of like nuts, star studded cast as well. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. yeah. <laughs> David Tennant, um, what was it, David Tennant? James McAvoy. Shut up. A bunch of, I saw some other ones. Well, the audio book is actually narrated by James McAvoy. That's the link there. But it has like a star-studded cast in as well. But James McAvoy, I think he's Morpheus. And obviously it's his narration. But yeah, oh, I did not know that. <laughs> well, what Paul was saying about the it being a good adaption, like a, a faithful adaption and stuff, like I could definitely see the panels a lot of the time, which I enjoyed. It yes. wasn't like it wasn't like an annoying thing, like oh, this looks like a comic or this reads like a you know like sounds like a comic. Like I really enjoyed that part because where I haven't read much like Neil Gaiman, like I have read a lot of like image comics and stuff, mm-hmm. like, you know, like short stories, like, you know, just four episode runs, like weird stuff. And like, it felt, Oh, doggy. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it felt a lot like that where I could like, I could see this happening in a panel, like any mm-hmm. of the diner scenes. I was like, Oh, this yeah. back and forth. Oh. Like I, I love the feel of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's get into the episodes. Cause I cannot wait to talk about that diner episode. Yeah. <laughs> I no, so I take it we're all fans of the show. Then. <laughs> yeah, I really I enjoyed it. Like, yeah. I think it's been the first TV show where the, and I hope I get the same from this as I do with when we watch Wednesday, the trailer had us instantly. Yes. yes. Like yeah. instantly had us. I knew mm. I had a good feeling from this just based on the trailer. Mm. And it just, I felt that ride all the way through. And it I was got, fantastic. I got excited as well when I saw who the showrunners were. Who were they? Uh, David S. Goya. Oh. Like this. And he, like, well, he's done lots of different uh, 
like say comic book adaptations and they're always like quite adult themes i think like as i said he it was he had something to do with like the batmans at some oh point. my god um wow uh, his his Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's a big film. That's a <laughs> Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, Man of Steel, Blade <laughs> Trinity, The Invisible, and Unborn, Agents of Shield. But he's done a lot of video game writing as well. Mm-hmm. So wow. you knew. So and as I said, Neil Gaiman had like I think he handpicked most of the cast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I just wanted to talk <laughs> about that before we do get into the episodes because I know we are excited about doing it. But did anyone notice that the cast of the show was pretty much like loads of people that's ever been in EastEnders or Coronation Street? Yes, I, I did. When, yes. yes. When Constantine showed up, I was like, isn't she from Hollyoaks? Like that kind of thing. She was in Doctor Who. Jenna Coleman. She was in um, the first Captain America film as well. She yeah. was. Yeah. And did anyone else lose their shit when they pronounced Constant? Constantine. Constantine. I'm sorry, who? Alan Moore will be spinning. Uh, He deserves it. (laughs) We'll we'll have a conversation because I I think that's one of the things that they did change from the books, but I don't know why they I don't know why they changed it. But again, uh, we'll we'll get to that. But yes, so the first episode. I was not expecting what we got. (gasps) Because like where the trailers were what we were given, we mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be an enclosed, like action packed, and like say the thing. But I didn't expect this episode to be so tightly woven and go so far, but not nothing much happened. If that makes sense, but told mm-hmm. a whole story within the, within the full episode. Yeah, it was fantastically paced, mm. given that you had two lifetimes. To mm-hmm. look at, you had the father, you had the son, and you also had Morpheus smack bang in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just fantastically paced. Like Charles Dance, I love saying his name. <laughs> um, he is such, he's, he never plays a good guy. <laughs> he's no. always a bastard. So you knew that, you knew what you were getting when he walked on the screen, but good God, does that man demand an audience? Like he, or command an audience. He's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. I mean, he was excellent in Game of Thrones. And when he went, <laughs> just to yeah. from there. Um, but mm-hmm. no, Charles Dance is fantastic. And the guy who played Morpheus, the voiceover starts first. Mm-hmm. And then you see him. And it, I'm, I'm not quite there. Like, that is not him talking. <laughs> and yeah. then he does it. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I think I love the whole, like, the presence, like, as you said, the, the whole build up, like, the, the whole ritual and stuff mm-hmm. and then you, when you see the sandman like because uh, then we're introduced to like what we what we are meant to believe is the main protagonist as the corinthian uh like as a standoff uh where you're saying you've got to get out of the real world like nightmares aren't meant to be here but then you see him, something happened and he's pulled into this like the almost like a supernatural devil's trap mm-hmm. uh like say essence and you see the breakdown when they take the mask off him, they take his coat off him, the crow comes out, and they take his ruby from him, and they take his bag of sand. And he looks so fragile. Mm. And he's, like, so meek and, like, brittle. And, like, I know he's not moving because he's trapped and, like, this, like, spell has been put on him. But there's, it's such a powerful image as well because that's what stayed at me, stayed in me, like, in my head throughout. There's just so how 
innocent but vulnerable he looked as well for an all encumbering being as well to be yeah. trapped by man and mm. that <laughs> that introduction that that ritual when when Morpheus gets sort of trapped mm-hmm. you, if, when you if, when you've read the comics or if you read the comics it's, it's literally you can you can see the panels it was like straight from page to screen it was mm. so well done mm. um but the Corinthian really surprised me because um <clears throat> not a massive White Holbrook fan. I've seen him in a couple of things and thought he's a bit eh. Mm. But I think he was absolutely brilliant throughout mm. the whole show. Yes. It, it has reaffirmed my fear of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll come to that. Like I said, there were choices made, probably from the comic um, that <laughs> I kind of laughed at in this in the show. But it was horrifying in aspects when you watch it back. <laughs> I mean, is like is is like um, Sandman outfit is kind of different from what I just saw from like looking because he looks more like a weird fly creature in the comics. I think it's a lot bigger. They made the helmet a lot smaller. <laughs> that helmet yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, but it the, still looks like. Yeah, sorry. The biggest change <laughs> is probably the hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like in the comics, he looks kind of he's got like. QR hair. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it was like very like, much. Oh, like, so he's probably like inspired by yeah. 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 Whereas he's a lot more I think he's just a lot more polished in in he this was... in the show because the the comics, the, the time jump in the comics is it's set in nineteen eighty nine. So they've they've obviously moved that so it was set in like twenty twenty one or whatever. So I think he's just probably it's he's when were the costume times? just sort of changed for <laughs> the air, so he's just a bit more yeah. polished. He's, he's wearing he design. He's wearing full-on yeah. designer clothes that was on a runway not a few months back. <laughs> yeah, dream, dreamed up by some fashion designer. but no, you're right about it. Like, <clears throat> like that part was like awesome for like many reasons. Like the whole trapped like for a hundred years type of thing. But like, I love that. Like every now and then, it was shown like characters like trying to talk to him. And it's mm-hmm. like. And he's not talking at all because, like, to him, that's like a total, like, abstract mm-hmm. concept, like a kidnapping mm-hmm. type of thing. So he's like, just, and he's stubborn. So he's like, I'm not going to stoop to like humans' levels and have a conversation. I'm just going <laughs> to be quiet until this blows over. Yeah, <laughs> it was <I'm> just, awesome. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit here, taking yeah. the, taking the scenery, <laughs> have a chill out. <laughs> and and like I say, one of the most heartbreaking like parts in it as well, and you don't expect it to happen as quickly because you see all the adverts, you see the trailers that he's with a crow. When when that crow gets shot with a shotgun by uh, by like I say the, the sun by the fail sun, yeah, by the fail sun, and <laughs> you and you were just thinking, you were just like, "Fuck you, I, asshole!" Yeah. <laughs> Glad he didn't fucking talk to you. <laughs> yeah. But as I said, with a hundred years, I wasn't expecting a hundred years to, uh, like I say, to go through and from the show, that, mm. like everything that they did in the first episode, um, to the point where, like I said, like what I think this show does brilliantly well is uses sexuality in a way where they don't try and like throw it down your face or make it too obvious to try and make it normal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the son's, uh, like say, uh, like say his relationship with like, when he falls in love with the, the man, and they make that just like standard and, and normal. They don't like push, like say the uh, the gender on anything as well. It's just done so naturally and mm-hmm. uh, as a, yeah. like, like, like this a, is how it's meant to be. Like it's yeah. it's not forced. Mm-hmm. It's not you know not made completely obvious. It's just 
Mm. completely natural and they didn't have to make it like a whole like oh but this is gonna cause like massive problems because it's you know not right yeah like what the like that's what they normally fall back on on these kind of stories but like you're right about like everything like it being well paced because like there was no wasted scenes in the entire like episode because like you see nearly every character that's gonna be big like in future episodes like you get a, a flash of them at some point like in this one, pretty much, or their mother, grandfather type of thing, like mm-hmm. that sleeping woman who doesn't show back up until like way later. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, because it, it wasn't until some I just heard mouth and I was like, oh my god, that's her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Ulysses, I think, was she called. Was it Ulysses? She had oh. such a unique name. It was yeah. lovely. But yeah, even even the cutscenes were like you never felt bored because even the cutscenes were so beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the when sort of when you got the shots of over like the dreamland and and it was oh. just it was so beautiful. It was stunning. The um the the ballroom. Uh, would you cast it as a ballroom scene where the all the people are having like a party in the house and then mm-hmm. costumes were just <laughs> fantastic. I was living for that scene. <laughs> oh, there was definitely a lot of like say. Um, you could tell there was money paid on this show as well. Yeah. And I think that's what Netflix is doing now with these big adaptations. I know that it gets a lot of uh, uh, hate and like say shit when it basically cancels a show and stuff. But when it does truly like get the back and think, right, this could be something special. And I think when I said, when you read like the, like the reviews and everything that it's got and it, this has been something that's been in the works for many years. And I, many, I know they've talked many years. Um, Jason Gordon Levitt was mm-hmm. actually in the talks with it in the in the mid nineties, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that never happened. <laughs> no, so the only thing I was going to say as well towards the end of the episode, I know uh, the son's love. Uh, I think it was called Paul. Uh, like stuff was because it's my name. Yes. Um, do you think he accidentally? Makes you wiped away, or did he? Do you think he purposely did it to release uh, Morpheus? Uh, what was your take on that? I think it, I think he, he not on purpose. I think went yeah on purpose to. I think he did it to as, as a way of. I don't know. I'm closure, sorry. A closure for his partner, mm-hmm. or something, because his poor partner would never let it go, and it was it was kind of like always living in his dad's shadow because well. His dad was, was an arsehole. Yeah, <laughs> but he kind—he must have known that would kind of doom them. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe he didn't. Maybe I it mean, was just a kind of like, a, he thought it was kindness, but it was really a bit... <laughs> yeah, he had a, um, he did have a supernatural being living in his house for how many years? <laughs> 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 it was just, I, I generally thought it was on purpose. Mm-hmm. No, definitely, I like that uh, aspect. Uh, I think it was kind of accidentally on purpose. I think he did it with all the right intentions. Mm-hmm. But didn't sort of, because I think he kind of looked shocked when he actually did it. So I think like he, he never actually thought he would, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. when you do something, you think, oh, it's... I actually did it. Mm-hmm. I can't, oh, I can't believe I've just done that moment. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was more like he intended to, but didn't at the same time, like didn't think he'd have the courage to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was yes. cool how like nobody noticed because it was like that. Obviously, all got like complacent with this whole weird situation. Mm-hmm. They weren't they weren't being as yeah. careful as they normally would have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And wasn't it great watching the 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 transition of the guards? Mm-hmm. 
like yeah. of the actual like the movement of the guards going from yes. like who um what's his name roger roderick burgess had to where we were in modern time and how lazy <laughs> and how like, <laughs> they, they had uniforms on they weren't dressed in suits and stuff yeah. like that they didn't give a shit <laughs> and at the end of the episode as well as when morpheus goes back to the dream realm and you see him in front of the gates. That visual was just breathtaking. Like, and um, because like all the way through the episodes, it's shown you what, like, say that what the world was like, what he had created, uh-huh. and when them gates open, and you see what had become, it, you could you could feel the heartbreak from him as well. And yeah. um, like I say, that's when we got introduced into Lucian as well, who I absolutely adored throughout this show. Like, I say, she was a great character. Uh, like the the librarian, the librarian. Oh, wasn't she? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. She was. She was Morpheus two point oh. Yeah. Because like <laughs> she didn't have his powers, but she just she had all the knowledge. She 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 was pretty much running the shit. But like in a more in a more like cliche show, like she would have just betrayed him at some point, and it would have been like yeah. yeah. Like yeah. a, a dumb thing, but that actually gave them time to work out the relationship, mm-hmm. like over the entire she, thing. <laughs> she was his growth because without her, he wouldn't be the Morpheus mm-hmm. that we see at the end of the show. He would have just gone back and done everything mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. So she was his. She was his sort of window into becoming a, a better person. That I want to touch on something Jake just said before, and I think it's a very. A, a quite an insightful little comment. Uh, this show didn't do anything that was obvious, like, it, but yeah. it made it think that there was obvious things that were coming. Because, mm. as you said with Lucian, you thought there was going to be uh, a betrayal. You thought um, certain characters were going to act a certain way and do certain things, and like, that was the kind of running theme like, for the show. When um, when they get to, like, say the the house when, like, say, like, say, later on in the sh- in the season, and everyone in the house is acting really weird and overly nice. You expect like a turn, yeah, yeah, and the turn doesn't ever come. No, and it's kind of like keeps you on the expectations thing. As you said, a more obvious writing or lazy writing, shall we say, would have give us these things and like would have thought, oh, they'll eat this up. This will be entertaining. This is what they expect. Mm-hmm. The fact that we were expecting it and didn't happen was more entertaining was more enjoyable for me yeah. yeah but it felt it like it felt right though whatever weird thing happened or unexpected like mm-hmm. it felt right within the the world that was being like created like i think that's why it took me a, a little while to get into it but just to kind of learn how it was going mm-hmm. but then as soon as i got like past a certain point i was just like hooked and couldn't wait to see anything else <laughs> that he's <laughs> gonna write <laughs> So, and that's the thing now we are in Neil Gaiman's world and we're fucked because we need more <laughs> yeah, yeah but, absolutely and do you know what they just give us more today yeah. hour and a half small oh. <laughs> dickheads but yes dickheads. Uh, so moving on to the second episode I it- absolutely adored this episode so much <laughs> I cried my eyes out. I fell in love with Cain and Abel, especially Abel. I absolutely loved this episode so much. (laughs) So, yeah, Cain and Abel. (laughs) (laughs) And Gregory the Gargoyle. Oh, Gregory. This this one... 
this one remember reminded us quite a lot of like aspects of almost like a like was it was it Hamlet with the witches? Like uh Yeah, because oh, yeah, I was thinking it, more Hercules yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Um, because they're in Hercules Hercules, Hercules I was getting a lot of Sabrina vibes off it especially with the the killing of the brother and burying him in the plot and then seeing all the other burials because he murders him every day and it just gave me Zelda like feels (laughs) it was nice when he was like saying oh thanks for not burying us too deep this this time brother and stuff like like that 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 little like like, brochure but you can see um it was Cain that was slowly starting to get more and more like angry towards uh, Morpheus because mm-hmm. of, like I said, the reasons why. Because we lost uh, Gregory the Gargoyle, who was one of the sweetest CGI things and like oh. looked beautiful. And <laughs> for them just to give us like this five minute thing and saying, "All oh, right, we're going to take it away now." Fuck you! It's like, exactly. <laughs> but they made us. They made us care in those minutes. Yes, yeah. and then few um, which minutes is impressive. Of him- of him flying across that roof and being stumbly and everything. And I'm like, oh, you were so cute. And then, no, you're gone. You're gone. But, oh, sorry, Charlotte. The guest stars in this one were quite surprising. Because mm. um, it was, uh, I can never pronounce his name. Bascar was one of the brothers. Um, oh, well, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> and uh, Nina Nina Wadia was one of the the mother the mothers the fate mothers. Yeah, yeah she was. So the, she was. The, in, yeah, she the, was in the, EastEnders. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. So the guest stars were quite. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that it's it's predominantly British. Yes, mm-hmm. predominantly British. I think there was one American I could off the top of my head. Oh, Charlotte, I cannot see their names. I think the guy who I think the guy who Oh, because I'm not listening to the cast. <laughs> the guy who owned the house, like in the sort of end part, I'm pretty sure is an American actor because he's been in other mm. comedy stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, because like I said, the, well, the other guy who like played one of the brothers was uh, the only way I know him from is from Taskmaster. He was one of the comedians on Taskmaster. Um right. he, he was absolutely shit at it as well. So but seeing him <laughs> seeing him go from Taskmaster to this, like I said, it is quite like a, a massive jump. I think he was in um uh, I think it was in certain episodes of Nevermind the Buzzcock with Greg Gaines yeah. as well. So mm-hmm. um Yeah, he's a he's a comedian. The other guy is a genuine actor and um, so I'm really sorry, Sanjeev Bascar, who played That's Keen. What I was thinking. Yeah, he was in Goodness Gracious Me, um the yeah. Kumars at number forty two, yeah. one of the greatest um, one of the greatest comedy sketches of the Indian family going for an English was it at still to this day hilarious <laughs> for me. I thought it was brilliant. I really, I find his humor very funny, and he was incredible. The two of them bounced mm-hmm. off each other. This is the episode which I thought was setting up for the full season. That that's mm-hmm. like say I thought like say what they were setting up for. We were going to get the the journey of Morpheus locating the three things that he had stolen from him and I thought that was going to be the lead up to the full 10 episodes and we got a surprise when we got halfway through that it was only kind of like half the story mm-hmm. which again mm-hmm. uh, with the writing of the show you could have probably stretched it out or and and done it that way but I'm glad that they give us like different aspects and they didn't make Morpheus mission the show and made basically Morpheus's transition from endless god um to have a little bit of humanity interim and seeing mm-hmm. that aspect and seeing that grow and that that was expert and that, again 
it's them kind of like hints and how it was playing with our emotions. And as you, as you said, the three witches scene was done mm. absolutely amazingly. And how, like, say, they, like he gave them a gift and give them information. And just how he frustrating it was to watch it because he was told the rules. Yes. And, uh, yes. Each, and at the end, end of each question, he still kept on asking because, <laughs> well, that's what made him a little bit more human as well because I would do that. I would be making that mistake. I would, if someone said I was good, oh, fuck, I want no more. Shit. <laughs> but, but, but at least they, get, they kind of like told them off as well. So it yeah. was quite, quite an interesting like little I but think um, with it. it's like it's like quite a common thing in mythology, though, for it to be like to like trick the fates as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're yeah. playing on that. Where like if you you could you could possibly annoy them into telling you something, you know, like extra. So he could have been going for like that kind of tactic. But yeah, like the the cutting and the editing on that was nuts as well. Like how they were all like changing faces into each other. Charlotte, where's your dog? You, <laughs> Charlotte, look behind you. Yeah, I know. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's another dog cast. <laughs> My God, I'm like looking for it, and I couldn't see her. <laughs> <laughs> Just find Nuffy, little Bambi. <laughs> Oh my god, the little love. <laughs> oh yes. So Jake, we made a very good point there. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. Jake. I could just see this dog in the background and I didn't know Charlotte knew or and then something dropped. <laughs> I can't remember yes. what I was saying now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you were talking about the you were talking back on the fates and saying fates how like and mythology. mythology and how you to trick Yes, them and, and how, how how it was edited very well with them like splitting the sentences between them all. Like it was confusing to listen to. So I can understand why Morpheus was confused at the end of his answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah, they're talking riddles. <laughs> oh, yeah. for, for me, Morpheus trying to get more information out of him kind of it kind of played into his character of the mm. arrogance of, about him when he first yeah. emerged. It was almost like, well, I know you've told us the rules, but I'm an endless. I can mm. probably get away with asking you a bit more. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, it just shows like even the endless, like say, have to be a certain rules and as you said when we go through like the other episodes you can find the do like quite follow protocol i think he puts it at the words he there's protocols to, to follow and stuff um it was just like saying and then like so interesting to see because he's trying to get his powers back and he is like say a god that's on not even half power and he's said you can see there's panic in him and he i think mm-hmm. when he tries to like say rebuild the dream uh the dream world uh like say with him being so weak and you see him just collapsing to his knees and everything kind of falling apart again around him um and lucian telling telling them how all the dreams and nightmares and everything had left because there's no one to follow and he's, he's like saying did they did they not uh do they think so little of me and it's just mm-hmm. like no yeah. it's it's kind of like he was a little bit of self-servant and he's like feeling sorry for himself which i think in the episodes to come, he does get a good kick up the arse at times, mm-hmm. especially like, say, when death comes involved. And that, like I said, that's such a poignant <sighs> and beautiful aspect. But Did, um, was this the first time we got like the list of names, like, you know, like Fiddler's Green and uh, like Galt and stuff like that? And I like, believe so. Don't know yeah. if it was this episode, was it? Or oh. was it not? Because was it not when Lucienne was telling them who'd left? 
Yeah. And he was asking what about but it, sort of but it was cool. About... It was cool to have that like hanging over the entire series where mm-hmm. you're like, okay, there's like there's mysteries that need to be solved here. <laughs> yeah. And they eventually did. <laughs> Scooby but not the ways that we thought though as well. That's why I yeah. quite I yeah. but um but yes, like I said, everything that leads up to this episode, like I said, the hint and to come. Um I know we talked about it uh, a little bit about the like I say when we said constant Constantine. Constantine. <laughs> um, so I believe this was a, like one of the big changes in the comic when, because I know there was supposed to be like, well, Joanne Constantine does appear in the comic. Yes. Mm-hmm. In, and she appears like say in the in the right right place. Um, like say a few, in a few episodes down. Yes. I think it was episode seven. Is it episode seven? Yeah. I think so. Um, mm-hmm. we were meant to get John. Yes. Oh, so it was supposed to be modern day John. Yes. Right, okay. But we didn't. We got a, another version of Joanna. So why did they do that change, though? I generally don't know, but it really upset a lot of people because John's mm. made like such an impact in pop yeah. culture over the last few years um, with Matt mm. Ryan portraying him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made people interested. And obviously, it's Sean getting cancelled. There was outrage. I was part of that outrage. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, he's become quite special to people that for now, them to say, well, yeah, we, we know there's a Joanna Constantine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it right. In this, <laughs> in this program, like it, within this series, because she was his ancestor, isn't she? Yeah. Because when yeah. he says, I have met many Constantines Constantine. before you, mm-hmm. she was the one who mm-hmm. we'd met. I don't, I don't understand the change. I wasn't upset um, by it. I'd, like I said, it didn't upset us. I think, no, God, no, not yeah. at all. No, I think it worked and played out well because Constantine, the character itself, is is quite a fluid character when it comes to the, the comics, like, especially with, with a lot of things like his sexuality and how he like, plays and works. But it was just interesting seeing that side. But again, the way they played it, it wasn't as heartless as Constantine should have been if that makes sense because Constantine is a bastard he's a dick mm. but he's, he's, he's the best dick it, but but they even give him his own story they give him Newcastle the, like, I think I sent uh, uh, Charlotte a, a text when, as soon as I saw Astrid in it I was like fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> they're doing Ast- I, I, I was not expecting to see that element because that, that's like yeah. as I said the basis of Hellblazer, the basis, I can, yeah. and especially Hellblazer is one of my favorite graphic books. I find love it. Um, when when the Sandman rights were first sold a while ago, um, mm. there was talk of getting Matt Ryan back to be Constantine and to get Tom Ellis to be Lucifer and cross them all over because obviously Lucifer, mm-hmm. the Lucifer Netflix series is Lucifer from Move Sandman. On, so. Yeah. Shut um, the fuck up, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's Lucifer yeah. Morningstar, sorry. Morningstar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're all DC. Yeah. Um, so I think, that, I'm sure I might be wrong, but well, I'm sure the thinking behind it I'm going to text an ant, we're watching Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do I'm it. Sure it's terrible. No, no, no. no. Watch, <laughs> I tell you what, watch the first season, then stop. The thinking behind it, behind recasting Lucifer and recasting Constantine was so that it was a separate thing and it wasn't going to be connected to the other shows. Oh, no, I, I, I'm all for that. Like I said, I don't mind not using the same actors. Yeah, yeah. The aspect of changing it to Joanna rather than John. Because John, mm. like, as I said, Joanna's 
and like I say, old style, like that character's like fair enough if they wanted just to make keep it as a fluid, like a, a gender swap, like great, that'd be fine. But why use the same character and the same name yeah. in this in the later episode? And pronounce it wrong. Yeah, well, that that was well, that was always the thing. I guess, like you know how you you know how you were saying like John's like a a callous bastard. Like mm-hmm. that was like she kind of was in the in the like however many years before. Mm-hmm. Like a few hundred years before, so maybe they wanted to show like like a generational growth. Like when he met her the first time, it like changed the yeah. course of like the family sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I think it's absolutely fine to like to recast and because yeah, I, I think like fans like cling on to like certain actors way too much when it doesn't always yeah. make sense. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I, I, I'm all for that. Like I say, I, I didn't have a problem myself. It was just. An odd choice, because like, you could have had like Joanna and John in the same thing. But mm-hmm. again, I guess, it, I guess to me, not knowing anything about the outside, like mm-hmm. politics about it, it, it felt totally normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't know what the, the the issue was because again, I've not read the book, and my mum banged on about Joanna Constantine constantly mm-hmm. on holiday, and I was like, I don't know her, but I know John, so I had like it's literally like. <laughs> Explain Does she smoke a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting there by the pool, just talking about the Constantines. Or Const- oh, I, I keep thinking I'm saying their name wrong because they yeah. were saying their name wrong. Um, but but I, I didn't. She, she, they didn't give her a Scouse accent either. So <laughs> no, they did not. They did not. But I, I didn't understand the issue with the swap because I just mm. thought she's in it like what's yeah. the what's the big deal and it wasn't until Anth read up and it was like it was meant to be John I was like oh that's a shitter actually I don't really like that yeah. <laughs> just because I'm a huge like Hellblazer I love Hellblazer yeah. so I was like oh that's my shit because I think with me the only thing that like stood out is like odd oh, is because they used all aspects of John like from, yes. his, from his from his history court, uh, the court and, yeah and I was kind of like maybe like I say, I, I, the only thing again, I'm going to go all grand here. Maybe multiverse, different universe, different versions, possibly could get away with that. That's, that's we just, the, we're just going to wait for Keanu Reeves to come back. <laughs> I would be. say no. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was happy with that, but I think this episode as well, because I know we had we've had hints previously, um, like let's say of, of little teasers of how this show will break our hearts, like the crow, like say the, the gargoyle. This one, we knew we're in for like a heartbreaker as soon as, like, say, we get to the point where um, Morpheus is tracked down, Joanna, trying to get his sand back. It's it's the first of his three uh, talents that he wants uh, yeah. to back, and you find out where what happened to the sand and where it was left, <gasps> and that whole story and that played out was mm-hmm. beautifully told. Again, we're going to use this like term so many times, like the time and as well of doing this mm-hmm. was done so well. Um, and that whole relationship just felt so naturally and fluid. And when you find out that it's like a kind of like a mirage, it's like the sand putting up this mirage to hide away what it's really doing to this person. And when you go to her and see her in that bed and she's looking so emasculated and just broken down, like like there was no way she could come back. Like no. as 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 a Batman. No. No, it totally gave me seven vibes, though, mind. 100%. Well, no, the show was happy, though. That was the kind of the worst that, part. It was. She was. Like, like she, yeah, she hadn't noticed anything had happened to her real body until, like, mm-hmm. yeah. That was awesome. Like, I, I love that kind of, like, magical, 
mundanity where it's like, oh, I left this bag somewhere and then something really messed up's happened because I left a magical item in a, in a normal place. Like, yeah, I loved yeah. everything about that. And again, they made us care in like 10 minutes. <laughs> care very much. That, that, that's just that's just brilliant writing because I, every single person in here I generally give a shit about. Mm-hmm. There was not one person I was not invested in. Love, it's just perfect writing. And yeah. that's a word I will throw about a lot today. Perfection. <laughs> <laughs> But I'd say all the aspects. And was this the episode that we were introduced to Matthew the Raven, or was it the episode before? I don't know. Yeah, what, I it was have shit myself when I heard Pat Oswald come out. <laughs> I think I'd so seen. <laughs> I think I'd seen that in the trailer. Wasn't that in the trailer? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I hadn't seen Pat Oswald was going to be that Raven, and yeah. the minute you start talking, I went to cause a fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> It's a CGI yeah. character in a nerd Exactly. It's Pat Oswald. <laughs> I think they just have a speed dial for like, okay, we need a, we need a voiceover yeah. for, a, for a CGI character. Oh, as Pat Oswald. We'll just get him. <laughs> Aye. It, 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 it was, though, I was because I'm, I'm pretty sure he was like knocking on the window at some point in that yeah. scene. Yeah. Or something. Because he was told to look after, like, to because I know... Yeah. Yeah. Because that, sorry, the sec- last episode was Dre when he was saying he was going to go back in the real world. And um, Lucian said, Oh, we'll take a raven. He's got no more ravens because mm. of what happened. At, I can't remember the name of the raven now. Um, but, <laughs> That's a and, lovely name, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, like, Matthew come along and, like, forced, it's kind of like forced on him. And this episode, he's has an argument with Matthew saying, Look, just go away. I don't need you. Then she's like, Well, the boss is telling us again. I'm the boss. Is the revolution's telling us, and um, he sends Matthew to wait to kind of spy on on Joanna, mm-hmm. and that's like I said, the tapping on the window and all all the aspects. But um, I think it was the perfect touch because this was a as I said a very dark show, and it needed little bits of comedy and little bits of light. And I think Pat Oswalt's personality and how. It's like the Alan Tudyk effect. He's like, say, you can be anything, and you can yeah. believe. I believed him as a fucking annoying raven. I did. <laughs> I did absolutely too. So in this episode, we just or did was it the one before? No, this episode we discover that he's rubies with Ethel's son, yeah. who is the son of the man who captured mm-hmm. Morpheus. His Sanders yeah. with Constantine, uh-huh. yeah. and his helmet. Is in hell. It's been sold to a demon. Sold yeah, to a something. demon. That's Soul it. Yeah, and that's where. And that's this is the mission point at the moment. Yeah, because she was given an amulet for so nothing could hurt her, nothing could kill yeah. her, like the protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's traded her. She traded the helmet. Was it a helmet? It's a helm. Oh. Wasn't it? It was called the helm. The helm. Helm. Yeah. Yeah. Helm. She traded the helm for the for the necklace to protect her, but the ruby was keeping her as young as what. Because mm-hmm. she was, she was what, in her twenties, in the twenties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so, so, so yeah. I think I think they said like when the, when we get introduced to her again that she's well over a hundred. But um, I think one of the key things I actually thought was quite nice that like, because I said Morpheus is quite a straight character, but it gives glimmers of like I'll use the word because we're going to use it later. Hope for a lot of people because um, even though Joanna and him didn't get on. He took away a nightmares at the end of that episode. He mm-hmm. says uh, mm. that that thing that worries you every night 
it, you won't dream of that anymore. And I thought that was just like, mm-hmm. it didn't need to, like, I, I would have forgotten about that aspect and it wouldn't have had any less of a meaning. But the fact that he did that just showed that, like, as I said, Morpheus hates humanity at the point for what, what they did to him. It was like the slowly turn back, turning the dial back to, mm-hmm. like, to giving him a bit of it. I yeah, like he, like he starts out like, oh, you know, you're one of the good ones. You can have a present. But then like yes. late, 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 later on, he like he becomes like, oh, I appreciate like this whole race or whatever you would call it, like <laughs> creation <laughs> by the gods. He was, he was showing empathy, which is very human, which was mm. a little bit out of, out of his character. But it was still sort of like nice. selfish. It was like, oh, you get yeah. a present because you helped me type of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, a back, like a backhanded empathy uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah, she didn't ask. Like she might mm. not have wanted mm. to forget, but mm-hmm. like I guess that's a part of it as well. He he sort of assumes that he knows best about everything. And we find that and we find that quite a lot. That happens quite a lot with him. Like say, especially because um, he calls it his responsibility, but mm-hmm. it's more mm-hmm. to do with like his own self worth or it's his self- own ego. Exactly, and we've all yeah. got that at times. We do. So <laughs> at the end of season, at the end of season two, at the end of episode two mm-hmm. is when he actually returns um, the favour of the sacrifice that Cain and Abel give him by giving him glory. Oh, yeah. He mm-hmm. returned it with their own new baby gargoyle. Yep. So <laughs> all is good in the world. And they managed, well, they managed to have a fight over the name and have well, another yeah. kill. <laughs> yeah, well, my mum was telling us that he kills them every day um, <laughs> in spectacular fashion. And the other, because me and my mum had a totally in-depth conversation about them. And she was saying the other brother, and you saw it in the show as well, where he's, he's sitting and he's explaining to the gargoyle, like, I have to do this. This is this is my purpose. This is this is what I do for my brother, because otherwise, you know, God knows what would happen. Like he, mm-hmm. he understood his place and it was it, beautiful to watch it. But the third episode is where we have the Constantine episode and yeah. the pouch. I thought so. And then the end's like, oh, we got to go to hell type of thing. Yeah. When all supernatural on us now, it's like, oh, we're going to make a trip to hell. Oh, yeah. I was so looking forward to seeing this episode. I just want more Gwendolyn Christie in my life. Oh, she, she's a scene oh, stealer, all right. Isn't she? Now this In a good way. Yeah. I, I love, I, I, I say, I love this show. Like I was all in from watching the first few episodes. Like, but this episode was the the sale. This episode was what I watched, and I thought, this is not just a good show. This is something a bit different. This is something a mm-hmm. bit more magical. Mm-hmm. And it's, like saying, this could have been so bad and so cheesy with all the different portrayals and different versions. Say because. I well, I know most of us are fans of Supernatural. We've watched Supernatural for fifteen years. We've seen them boys going to hell, and the portrayal of hell. I'll be honest, is always been piss poor. It's always just like looks like <laughs> a <laughs> shitty. It, it always looks like a shitty warehouse or uh, something. With Wasn't it just a queue at one point? Yeah, it's a queue. <laughs> um, something, something with a, with a with a red stained wall or anything like that. It was, it was never really given like darkness or like pure. Like just like somewhere where you wouldn't want to be, and this episode when like I said you've got Morpheus walking up to the to the gate, 
and he's telling mm-hmm. Matthew all about the situation, all about um, there's, there's, there's ways that you have to do this. I'm, I'm not an invited guest, he says, so he has to do everything proper. And you see him like go towards the drum to like knock on the door, and you see the handle move, and you realise the wall's built by damn souls and people mm-hmm. that's been embedded in that wall, and they're not just like normal people they like the disfigured the mm. like horrific it, it it's it's a it's a a jarring image just to see like initially and you see morpheus is not fears by it but you can tell he's not comfortable yeah. that, that's that's yeah. the, way I, the impression i get yeah. from morpheus in this but, start is he's not comfortable doing this and going this route you can tell he's not comfortable but you can also tell he's not surprised because he's seen it before yeah mm-hmm. he's not scared either yeah, mm-hmm. there's no oh, fear no, in him. There was no fear, but like I said that's. I think like a lot of things because I wouldn't be comfortable going into a place like that. I, I'm I'm not I'm comfortable going into most pubs that exactly <laughs> <stuff like>. uh, <laughs> supermarkets freak me out. <laughs> so to have him like not be standoffish, but to like think right, this has got this is half something I have to do, mm. and then as you said, you you. The gates open and he walks through, and we're introduced to like the gatekeeper. I, I can't remember his name, the Balrog, or, or, or it wasn't the Balrog. He had a really silly name. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. it was something like Butthole Man or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, we'll he's that. <laughs> but he's like disfigured and like monstrous, and he starts giving like say dream a bit of jip, a bit of like attitude, and that's again you see the turn in dream, and he's like been all commanding and saying how dare you even though he's not not got his power and, and stuff at the moment but he still doesn't wish to be disrespected even when he's not on his own home turf mm-hmm. um but i thought that was like say an interesting like player and then going through like say these foggy woods which again getting people lost and, and so on and charlotte's getting attacked by a little hell beast there. <laughs> um but and then you get to see the the lead up to Lucifer's palace and stuff in this narrow ridge, which again would be terrifying to walk on. And he's just like, "Oh, we're, we're there," and it's like, "No, you're not. You're about ten. That's about a half an hour's walk easy. That's not even close." <laughs> <laughs> but um, but all the aspects and visually was just spectacularly done. Like I said, that that blew me away completely. Yeah, I could um, I could see a lot of influence from like. There's these like video game series, like the Dark Souls series, where yeah. there's a lot of like architecture like this that's made out of like gross monsters or like just kind of like mm-hmm. like vistas, like you know, like hellscape vistas. Mm-hmm. And like I just, I just love like this is just like all my interests like rolling, rolling around like circular, <laughs> like yeah, I love this. <laughs> um, Sorry. There was a beautiful heartbreaking moment when he was like on his journey when the the woman who's like yes. sort of in prison stops him mm-hmm. and she sees sort of a, a past lover or whatever and like the mm-hmm. way he deals with it and the, like when he turns to face I think it's Matthew when he turns to face Matthew and tell him the story of, of why she knows him like the look on his face was heartbreaking mm-hmm. yeah like, there was just this this sadness about him it yeah. Does, yeah. it's almost like he takes things personally like mm-hmm. and he probably shouldn't but he does. Because mm. deep down he, he does have a heart, <laughs> but he's not mm. meant to. Like, but the the whole visionary of hell mm-hmm. was just fucking fantastic. Like all <laughs> them demons, like just and that's what I would expect Lucifer to have is just demons 
worshipping them. Yeah, like, I'm glad, <laughs> like, because you know how you were saying about, like, in Supernatural, there was, like, oh, it's a it's a line at the, you know, like, the DMV or whatever, because <laughs> it'll be America. But, like, I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't go, like, too abstract with hell. Like, they weren't, like, oh, it's, like, the devil in a suit, because, like, hell is just, like, the real world. <laughs> like, it was, like, I'm glad, I'm glad they let us bask in, like, no, like, this is, like, you know, a, a giant black castle mm. with like spikes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was so metal. I loved it. I loved it. And oh my god, did Gwendolyn Christie just look amazing? <laughs> That's like I said. That was as I said because I know there was a lot of backlash about the casting, but it she worked really amazing. But on her, yes, because because yeah. as I said in the comics, having I know it's going to sound like stereotypical here. How could how can Lucia be a Lucifer be a woman? That was the exactly. backlash. Oh, that's what they were pissed yeah. off about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like Lucifer was the most beautiful angel, so like even if it was a dude, he's not gonna look like rugged or anything. No. Yeah, <laughs> and who gives a shit? It's Gwendolyn Christie. Like that woman, in my eyes, can do absolutely no wrong. Like I know. But it was it was that. excellent how like she did her hair like you know like a cherub like angel yes, style they almost. Did. I love that choice. <laughs> I, I love that choice of hair and that leather and oh my god, it wasn't leather; it was PVC. But uh, still, <laughs> I love how toned down her performance was as well. So she was talking in very light, like uh, very, uh, there was never anything like, aggressive. It was everything was everything yeah. she said was threatening. But it was all like so gentle though. She was yeah. so angelic. Like, it was for the it was devil. Really soft. <laughs> yeah, yeah it but was... it wasn't like Shakespearean either, where it would be like, you know, like like projecting like, yeah. oh, like does, does mother know you're donning her drapes but yes uh, <laughs> uh, but, no, uh, but yes it was, it was like, everything was done like so passive aggressively as well. But that's why I think I like going back to what Charlotte said about the casting previously, what well, what people wanted was Tom Ellis. I don't think Tom Ellis would have had the same effect because would he, not have fit at all. Because he's a likable Lucifer, and again, mm. she wasn't likable at all. Like she, she was major cringeworthy. She made like you, you knew there was something not quite correct or right yeah, in the situation. Like, like she'd master that whole like smile, but like not smiling with the eyes type of thing. So it kind yeah. of puts you off guard. Yeah. Um but this this was when like the show like really like caught my attention because like when they have like the the little word battle thing. Um <laughs> but you know like as we've sort of said it a couple of times before, in a normal show that would have been like, you know, shooting sand and fireballs at each other, <laughs> like yeah. a magic fight. Mm-hmm. Um but this was like an awesome way to show like how gods would have a fight because yeah. they wouldn't they wouldn't fist fight like humans because they don't need to. No. No. <laughs> it was more like a word game that they had to play against each other. It was very much. I I loved this whole scene and I generally didn't mind the fight scene, but Michaela did point something out to us how really cringy it was. Um, and the, but she said she could understand. From um from the graphic novels point of view, that would have been spectacular as it played yeah. out. So mm. and she did like that they kept it in, but she did was like she was a bit ick at it. <laughs> I think I, I was I was all in at this point, so I was just like letting it like wash over me. Like I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> and I, what I, next? <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I, as Jake said, I was getting huge never ending story vibes from this as well, like mm. the battle aspect, but. 
we knew, as I said, when, like I said, before we get into the battle aspect, like the lead up to it, the whole, um, like Lucifer trying to trick uh, Morpheus into saying, oh, do you, do you want me to get every single like demon up? Like to interview to see if he's got his good. No, no need. And he showed his power to bring the demon who has his um, has his object or um, mask um, to him. And it mm-hmm. was almost like a like a callback to Monsters Under Your Bed style, where like say the the, the 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 facial and look of the demon was ridiculous beyond belief. But I loved what I wanted to say as well. Uh, sorry to keep jumping a bit. I loved the look of Maz. Because Maz in um, Mazenarius, I can't pronounce the name right. In Lucifer Morningstar, the the TV show, she's a beautiful demon. But like I said, this one it's like half beautiful, half disfigured monster. And Maz is like a, a force to be reckoned with in in the comics as well. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see that aspect. But how the demon tricks almost Dream as well into the fight. I don't know if he kind of expected Lucifer to be the one to to be facing off against or if he was prepared but this gave us the best line in any tv show with Patton oswald as the crow screaming at one dreams don't fucking die there was a little bit swearing in this program wasn't it but it wasn't it wasn't over excessive not like us. No. no. <laughs> and it, do you know what, though? I literally is off the back of me watching them Jason films. I was kind of relieved, like, not to hear swearing for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, and as you said, the whole build up, like, to the to the battle, and like when they're using, like, sit scenarios, like, to try and beat each other's spirit down in a way. But, yeah. Um, it, it felt very much like the nether end of the story, like the nothingness coming in and, like, destroying everything like I don't know if it was going for that or I think but that to me that resonated quite uh, quite well with that but like say when they said uh dire wolf I was gonna oh fucking Game of Thrones reference throw it out there bitch it's actually from Dungeons and Dragons but no, like I, I liked it because, like, I mean, like, like you say, that the hope line was like a little bit cheesy, unless you just take it as like face value, and that would probably have like power in like in that kind of situation. But again, it was like him like taking another thing from like the humans, because like Matthew like used to be one, like mm-hmm. ca- casually mentioned when he kind of first showed up. Um, so it was, it was kind of like, I guess maybe that was him seeing like, oh, there is like power here, but he still wasn't like sincere. Mm-hmm. enough to like realize he could learn from the humans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was more like yeah. oh i'll take this from like the dreams so and, the same oh sorry Go not sorry because i was going to ask as well was this the episode as well we found out that the corinthians eye eye holes were teeth and he was eating <laughs> eyes maybe I know that's that's, that's that not the next one. It might be the I, next one. It doesn't because, matter. It's fine. Because this, <laughs> this is the episode you find out that John has altered the ruby. Yes, because he's having the conversation mm-hmm. with his mother. Because the Corinthian visits, um, I, I can't remember her name now. Uh, the the person who stole all the objects. Mm-hmm. Ethel. We should change that name. So I had about six names. Yeah, because so. yeah. um, right. she become this, <laughs> this master thief and like art dealer and stuff like that. Um, because he visits her and he's like, 
mm-hmm. I've done the but I'm sure like I said it was either this episode or the episode four before where you've got the Corinthian with the knife and you see like like the eye holes and the blood just trickling down like and he's because he wants to turn the world into his own vision type thing <clears throat> and that yeah. was a stunning little little thing but oh. uh, like going like from like the battle with Lucifer and uh, Morpheus, like say when they're like going through that and like he beats her with hope, because to be honest, there's nothing can beat beat hope, so fair enough. Um, but then it goes to Ethel and she's used. You, you see the the amulet at work, and he uses she uses that on the Corinthian, and at this time yeah. you're terrified of the Corinthian. You're thinking he's the big bad. He's something. That like, you could never relate to this man so at this point to this this show. That that is beforehand with with Ethel and the Corinthian because mm. in this episode with he- the Hell, it run alongs- it run alongside John's escape from the mental institute and he bumps into mm-hmm. the woman from Ted Lasso. That's, um, yeah, I think that's the next yes. episode, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. No, so this that- is this one. This is the one with Hell, right? Because mm-hmm. the next episode is the mm-hmm. diner. Yeah, oh, episode yeah. five is the diner. Is the yeah. diner? Yeah. 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 So in this episode, it run, it's the hell story and John's story where he's out of the institute mm-hmm. and he's become across a kind stranger who has given him a ride <laughs> from a woman. The most uncomfortable oh, ride ever. <laughs> oh, bless her heart. Oh, bless her John. John doesn't like people telling them lies, does he? The little shit. No, God, because that's his big thing, isn't it? Bloody yeah. hell, he could have gotten something better than that, mind. But okay. <laughs> um, and he goes, and what does he do? Does he he goes to his destination and he mm. gives her the necklace mm. of protection that his yeah. mom had traded, so mm-hmm. to kind of like reassurance that you are a good person. Well, that's when he goes to meet Dream. Like that's after he's met Dream, right? And he the, has met Dream at this point. Have a look, yeah. And then he he's realised the ruby doesn't work like meets, it used to. Because Dream, at the end, when Dream, get, Dream gets back from hell, mm-hmm. uh, he tracks down the ruby, which is in the like, locker. The security, the security locker, like, yeah. The that's, locker. that's where he's going, yes. And that's, and that's the meet where there, yeah. the meet mm-hmm. there, because then at the beginning of episode five, Dream's unconscious. Yes. It and he's took and, it back. Yeah. Yes, because it, it all backfires, doesn't it? Because he just mm. think he's going to go in, take it, jobs are good, mm-hmm. but then John messes the whole yeah. thing up. And then we go into the most spectacular episode <laughs> of this entire series, the Diner one. Only question I've got, and again, it's, it's not a negative. I want to know, one, how John changed the ruby so that it only worked for him. True. Two, how the fuck did he learn to do that? <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of time to read books magic. as he was yeah. trying to yeah. absolute but, if you can't explain it it's magic yeah it was um, <laughs> that 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 um that visual effect when like people were unraveling from like the amulet was pretty special as well because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. at first i just thought like oh well that's just because the corinthians like made of dreams so of course he like exploded or whatever and then came back mm. somewhere else but then when it did it to like a human i was like all right that's just what the amulet does <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> please don't shoot me but um the, ac- the actor who plays john i can't remember his name because he's been in a few things it's like, David Thewlis. David Thewlis. He was amazing in this. He was fantastic. But he's fantastic in everything he does. Mm. Um, He was just utterly spectacular. And the next episode, the diner one, Mm -hmm. my God, was there an acting class in there? Like, it was (laughs) brilliant. 
it's just watching human <laughs> nature and seeing like the worst of people. Uh, yeah. And the, like, yeah. trying to and trying to hide it as well, though. Like and then t- taking away the layers and aspects. Um, I know. I, again, I, I always got a little bit. Com- I got, got confused towards the end, but like I say, going towards like what was happening at the start, like how he walked in the diner, and he he was just like kind of. It was always predatory that he was <laughs> where he was watching and mm-hmm. kind of gauging people and. Like again, this could be everyday like people's lives and like people you could walk into a store, walk in the pub and see these type of reactions of people um like like play out the way it did. And it was interesting to see how, like say when he stripped away the lies and everything, how people's inhibitions or um actual like actually looked like they were kind of enjoying like the relief of letting that side out of them. And it was, um, and it was quite stark and depressing to watch at times, but it was beautifully shot. It was absolutely stunning to watch. Um, yeah. Cause it starts off with just the, the everyday of life where lies and white lies can, you know, help mm-hmm. protect you from what is actually going on around you. Or especially like the, take the, um, the diner lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, you know, hiding and bottling up her feelings for her gentleman friend who works in the diner with her mm-hmm. and her lies can, mm-hmm. or white lies can just protect her from that. And when that's all stripped away and, then she starts to reveal herself and holy shit, did anyone else think that her son was a child until he said how old he was? For a yeah. second, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, yeah. my heart sank in my stomach and then he was 21. <laughs> I mean, that's still inappropriate. I think it, ha- it hit the right note, but yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Like I didn't see, oh, this was also the first time we got like Rose Walker name dropped, right? That was a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Another kind of what you thought was a throwaway sort of part that then comes back. Um, but I kind of, at the end of it, I definitely felt like you weren't supposed to think any of these people were bad. Because, no. like, like, it's like, that's just normal, isn't it? And, that's, like, it's, mm-hmm. it, was, it was, like, his, like, childish view of, like, oh, well, if you just only tell the truth, like, things will be fine. Mm-hmm. And he literally, he literally sees it go not fine. But then he just, like, switches that around in his own head to be like, well, if you were good, that would have never happened. Type, if you were like me, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. If you, if you were pure and you didn't have these thoughts and stuff, but, yeah. Um, this is the one thing I did read online that they did water down a lot from yeah. the actual my uh, comment. My mom said I was about to say that. Yeah, my mom said it was horrific to listen to. I don't know what it was like visually, but to listen to it, she said it was horrific. It, mm-hmm. It's probably the episode that fans of the comic were most worried about because there's a really with this one there was a really really fine line between water watering it down too much mm-hmm. or putting too much in yeah. because it 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 is it's dark it it delves into mm-hmm. probably the darkest parts of humanity that you don't that you're ashamed to admit you enjoy mm-hmm. and it really goes for it yeah, I know. But the balance they got in this episode between mm-hmm. just dark enough but not watered down too much was yes, yeah. it was perfect. Yeah, absolutely perfect. 
I did read a review of the actual comic, and this surprised me when I read it back. They said the writing in the comic was the most un-Neil Gaiman that Neil Gaiman has done. Is this why I like it? <laughs> I don't like much of the other stuff. <laughs> but yes, I, and it it's sure it's one of those things that I, I know half back to previous episodes of the podcast. I do enjoy when they don't show you something. It's kind of like hinted at, and it kind yeah. of like saying this, mm-hmm. this one kind of blurs that line where it shows you just enough. Like the thing where he's sitting on the grill and he's chopping his own hand off type I thing. Thought, I thought it showed a little bit too much. I could have maybe done with a bit more abstract on the, the gore. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, you don't do gore, do you? I mean, I'm, fi- I'm fine with it, but I just... I like, imagination can do a lot more, I think, mm-hmm. uh, than just literally showing the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you think about it as well, this is episode five. This is halfway through the season. Yeah. And the thing that again that's surprising me, we're halfway through and he's on to his final like his final yeah. part of the mission. So I, I thought the full as I said earlier, the full ten season ten episodes was going to be about Morpheus getting these things back. Mm. Exactly. And, and this is where it plays and, and then we'd have like a powered up scene. Like yeah. like <laughs> yeah. Don't go Power Rangers. Yeah. yeah. And I think Jake nailed it perfectly with the little throwaway comment, Rose Walker, that was done in the scene. So it kind of alluded to more that was going to come, like say that we don't know about, but mm-hmm. it's like kind of how, kind of how like, it's all in connected. Um, and as you said, like we always expect like a powered up battle and like and aspects. With this, like the lead up, like say we'll get like the total brutality and uh like I said the mes- like of all the deaths at the end um ha- and and like the literal storm rolls in doesn't it throughout yeah. the scene like it gets yeah. darker and darker which was like really mm-hmm. cool visually because that was always my ask like thing I was confused about because when it goes on the news and everything it's almost like it's affecting worldwide but, possibly or like but, a, a... It would have been bigger news, though, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. more more disaster. <laughs> yeah, because I believe in the comic, it is worldwide. Like, when John's uh, doing it, it's affecting the whole planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this, I don't know if it's contained to the diner or contained... Because, oh, like, say, as soon as they leave the diner, it kind of... Everything seems to be okay again. It's not, like, say, like to the level that we've, that we've had. Mm-hmm. But the whole aspect... Um, and we don't get that power up battle that we normally do, like say the big bad versus thing. It was done subtly, where it was almost like John was tricked, but not. It just he did something that Morpheus wasn't expecting and didn't know what the, what that would do. But by destroying the ruby instead of like keeping it, it kind of released all of uh, Dream's powers mm-hmm. and made him more powerful than he ever has been, and. That was just so interesting and so well done and so thought out. I was like, right, I don't need a big standoff or a big, uh, like, come and like come at me moments like as you get with like the films like the Expendables, like overactioned uh, movies. Yeah. But again, this is where this show takes instead of going right to the obvious, it goes left field and just made it a little bit more interesting. Cinema it was too. Well, it was just like they had a conversation and Dream won the conversation technically. Like but this is what I've kind of always I've been saying for a while, like about Marvel films, like they need to give people time to talk. Like 
like <laughs> like even if the same big universe ending thing is happening like we need the characters to talk otherwise like i can't care like i can't yeah. i can't cry about marvel characters because i don't know them well enough yeah <laughs> some of the best scenes in marvel are them just sitting talking like yeah. in the age of ultron when they're just sitting trying to pick the hammer up that is some of the best yeah. scene work and because... they won't they won't make time for it because no. they think people will get bored yeah. and, li- and literally we've just sat and watched an entire show and said it's the best thing ever where they've made us care in like 15 minutes about like characters we've only just seen mm-hmm. <laughs> for me this this episode for morpheus was he's like it was his doctor who moment and what I mean is, you know, um, the the first episode when David Tennant has regenerated from Christopher Eccleston and he's trying to find, figure out what kind of a man he is. Mm-hmm. That was this episode for me with Morpheus. He was figuring out who he was after being in prison for so long. And yeah. I think at the end, what he did to, to David Thewlis' character sort of established what kind of kind of sort of being he was going to be. From yeah, that point. because it, it the next episode delves into that more because that's yeah. the episode with death. So, so yeah, so, that is yeah. that is perfect. That Charlotte. Yeah. So before we go into that episode, this could have been a season finale. This could have been season one done. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wouldn't have been disappointed. Well, mm. I would have been in a way that I wanted more, but <laughs> yeah. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it, it could say that would have been like good enough for me. And then it, we... it hadn't hooked me yet. I think this next one was like what actually cemented it fully <laughs> as being like something yeah. special. No, definitely this episode. I've not seen a TV episode like anything like this oh, before. Nah, not mm. at all. It was I've... one of the most beautiful ways of handling death. Mm-hmm. I would say the word, best word I can use is brave. Brave. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they had balls the way they did it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of people will be upset the way, because uh, like we joked in the house after we watched it, they had, should that episode have a trigger warning <laughs> but, <laughs> um, for the aspects and the way they played it out? Because um, I know a lot of people do have that aspect and are uh, going towards trigger warnings and stuff now mm-hmm. like, uh, with certain subjects. That that's just the world we live in today, type thing. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. The balls to go out and say, right, this is the episode we're going to do. We're going to do it about death in a way that no fucking TV show has ever done it. No movie has done it. No, I, I, I don't know how well if it was done this closely in the comic. I've not seen or heard it w- the way that it was played out. They they usually give that to like an old like you know like an old wise character, don't they? Where they're like yeah. past to the point of caring about death, but you rarely sort of see it like said to anyone else other than like the main character like it's a very like yoda kind of attitude to death yeah it if is. that makes sense it is no, and that, that that's what surprises as well because when we see a sitting sitting on the bench and you see this beautiful young uh, young lady sit next to him i thought i, I thought she was going to have a, like a role i, I thought because i know he's got like brothers eight brothers and sisters which he's mentioned i mm-hmm. thought it was going to be someone like destiny or someone like mm-hmm. uh desire like i know desire we got at the end of the the last episode smiling in the rain the guy with the golden eyes um <laughs> but um i thought it was going to play like a I, I know it might sound wrong like a positive character but in a way that they played death i've never seen him done in a, in a more positive way 
as mm-hmm. as soon as soon as she sat down, mm-hmm. I knew who it was because she looks so much like the comic. She mm-hmm. she also has the Egyptian symbol of death on yeah. her chest too. As, as, <laughs> as soon as she sat down and they started talking, I was like, "This is it. This is the death episode." Yeah, and I just I wanted more of her, but like the the, the opening the opening of that episode, the way they dealt with death is the kind of thing you'd show a kid to explain mm-hmm. death in a nice like in a a positive way. It was incredibly it was sincere. So like yeah. that's what I took away from it. Like there was she wasn't joking. It wasn't like there was like a tiny amount of humor where she was like, Oh, I need to take you over here, like to that guy at the end. But it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't like, oh, you know, your time's up, like, come on, you can't argue yeah. your way out of it. It was like really nice and sincere. Does it make it scary? Yeah. No. And it, it, it really normalized like mm-hmm. the passing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it was a beautiful way. And if, honestly, if that's how it, if generally that's how it happens, I'm happy. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. so happy with that send off because it was just beautifully done. It was heartbreaking how she almost had to like, like guide them away before anyone around noticed. Though, mm-hmm. like that, like that part was like probably the most like heart wrenching, where she was taking that guy away from the the lake or the river. Yeah. And being like, oh, come oh, on, come on, before like, yeah. before his like wife starts like realizing what's happening. Yeah, yeah and all he wanted to do was give her the pin numbers. <laughs> yeah, 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 like the things that would go through your head, like yeah. right at the end. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, it was just the, it, I don't know, it was it was so peaceful, and mm-hmm. I'm going to use this word so many times for this episode. It was just beautiful, mm-hmm. absolutely stunning how they handled death because. Because death is a, is a scary conversation to have, yeah. Um, especially if young people are involved. But mm-hmm. it was just handled so perfectly. But yeah. this episode is also the one where we do the flashbacks. Am I right yeah. or am I wrong? Which I absolutely yeah. loved. Loved yes. it. Well, yes. yeah, because she she's the one who tells him to go check on his friend. Yes, because mm-hmm. like I say that's the, the thing where um, it leading up. But we'll talk about because I know I like I try not to skip like skirting like the the scene where the like where it goes from the old man to the young child and it's, get, it's just your time and she's talking to the, the like the little baby and the baby understands what mm. what, she, what she's saying she's explaining saying, nope that's all that's your time that's all you got mm. and I don't know about you so like say, I don't have kids so I I can imagine mm. anyone who has kids ha- affecting more that aspect when uh, you hear the mother saying okay are you getting up for some food. Yeah. yeah, I noticed we had we had a lot of people saying "lovey" in this show, and yeah. a couple of different spellings in the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but no, I... no, you're right though. Like it, it was like, and it was just how we were like just missing like the worst part, like the mm-hmm. worst, like the realization. So mm-hmm. it kept it kept you on edge in a way, but it was still like nice but, to but see. But as, if as that human makes sense. beings, if it's if it's human beings who's actually been through loss, you know that feeling. Yeah. So you don't need to see it. You that didn't feeling. need to see it, no. No, you, you don't need to see it. You know that feeling. I was broken up when that baby came on screen and she walked in that room because I didn't need to see that mother's reaction. I knew exactly what was coming afterwards and I broke my heart over it. Yeah, um, you knew. You like absolutely knew what was gonna happen, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you, you 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 just didn't need to see it because I think as soon as as soon as you saw as soon as you saw that cotton, you saw his face, you just kinda gasped because you were mm. like they're really no. doing this one as well. Yeah. It's like, it was just, it was brave. It was, it was, it was the bravest mm. handling of death I think I've seen on telly. 
Yeah, and I think that it was all done through conversations as well. That, that, that was a, a lot of the aspects. Of the whole thing. I wonder what you're doing there, Jay. <laughs> Let there be light. Found like you were taking on the world, but uh, like, everything, everything, everything was done through, like, say, the conversation, like the conversation between. It was like, almost like death was telling Morpheus off for feeling sorry for himself, but not doing it in a way where it was patronising or to feel sorry for himself. And even when she said, "Oh, yeah, I got sick of me job." for like eons ago before like say so on like it made it a little bit more relatable because we all like say get tired and like say have like say the low moments as well so if these gods are feeling like that it makes you feel a little bit more better about yourself in a way um (laughs) just a little (laughs) and as you said it led into the aspect when um he was saying oh don't you have an appointment and yes and that was the same, and it goes back to the story where it's it's kind of like the were Morpheus was like poking the bear, poking the human. Um, <laughs> when he hears, um, like, say, behind the scenes, um, like in a, in a bar, that a person said he never wanted to die, he's just going to choose not to die. And he was good. well, I can make that happen. Let's see what happens. And they do a little wager. And that, that was thoroughly entertaining. It was an absolutely fantastic payoff as well. Like, um, what was his name? Hob, Hob Gadlin, 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 uh, Gadlin, yeah, Gadlin, yeah. And the and him and Morpheus agreed to meet every mm. every century mm. in the same place in the same bar, and just to watch it through the years and the times and the mm. oh, I just loved it so much. It, like he went through heartbreak he went through poverty he went through being the rich of the richest and then to be mm-hmm. a normal guy sitting in jeans in a pub in london to like it was it was so special to watch i loved it it was like it was it really surprised me that they went as long as they did with it but that like i, I loved every second of it because like it was almost it was just like a side story like it had like ramifications for like the main story like, I love that they just spent the time to be like, all right, this is a time when Morpheus was, like, a little more immature and did something, like, made a deal with a human, which he doesn't normally do. Mm-hmm. And then we just got to see, like, everything that came out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, every, but I, Every part I, of that relationship. Yeah. I love, though, every time when he was just like, so do you regret it then? And he was just like, what? Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) Question to you. I know this is going to be a really deep question for our podcast as well. So sorry sorry to to rise the tone a bit. Um, (laughs) What would you have chosen? Yes. You had that choice. I would have 100% took the deal, but I'm not Mm -hmm. sure how it would have felt after 100 years. (laughs) Yeah. I would have took the deal. I said the same because me and my wife Nick had the same asking thing. She said she couldn't do it because she couldn't watch couldn't. the people around her not not be there with her. Exactly right. That's exactly the reasons why I wouldn't. She said it, hmm. it would it would probably be the most lonely experience of her life because you couldn't get close to people because because you, you would know that they were just going to die. He and did you, say he had to go up north a few times, didn't he, yeah. and come back as his son. <laughs> son. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So again, and if you, as you said, if you're living for a hundred, two hundred, five hundred years, a year would feel like a week. Ten mm-hmm. years would feel like a year, and it, 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 you wouldn't get that same need and the same closeness to people. Mm-hmm. Again, he had the opposite 
like experience it kind of taught him a lot and like, he used it to bring out his humanity but I think it would be quite a scary type of proposition to always kind of be yeah. going through that yeah, yeah I think I, I think you would lose the human experience of it because you as morbid as this is going to sound you live life knowing that there's an end in mm-hmm. like knowing that there's an end if you mm-hmm. take away that end yeah what, or does what, or does he get more of the more of the human experience? <laughs> but I think like it's it's definitely like it's definitely where like like Neil's obviously taken his idea of the immortal man mm-hmm. when we have a lot of like a lot of DC characters that are also like the immortal person, like but they turn evil, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the standard really, isn't it? Oh, I've been alive so long. This is trivial, and I hate all of the lesser beings type of thing. Yeah. Like, what's that guy? What's that guy who's like uh, an old Greek god in like Batman and stuff? I can't remember. It's like uh, I know Razar Gould's like the immortal. Is he literally person. called like something like yeah. Maximilian Zeus or something oh, like that? There's, there's that many. Oh, Maximilian <laughs> yeah. Zeus is terrible. Oh, I hate him. Sorry. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But um, but yeah, like so normally you'd go evil with that kind of character, and he almost got into the slave trade, and like, but, like, <laughs> yeah. but, but Dream was like, hmm, don't, maybe don't, not. Don't do that. That's bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know how you like the freedom I give you. Like, yeah, don't take that away from us. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the, the only sad bit about it as well is when they have the little argument. Oh um, no! And, and then he dr- misses the next one because he's locked away. But when he turns up, he's kind of like smiling. It's kind of like forgives him as well. So it's kind of like, um, and he kind of lets him on that he is his friend. Yeah. So, yeah, um, he, yeah. He says, and you're my friend. No, what was it? You don't stand a friend up for a drink. And I was like, oh, I'm not your friend. Yeah. And because like that bartender, like that he, he meets, like went on the one where he doesn't show up. He's like having a chat. He's like, oh, I see like friends, like have like the biggest fights you'll ever see, like every week. And then they're back the next time. And it was almost like, He's right. This is a special case, but like, <laughs> like the bartender was Next right. Next times are just a bit later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next time it's I've the... got to wait a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> well, you never know. It could have been fifty because it could have been halfway through when he was locked in. Mm. Yeah. We mm, never got. Maybe. We never. We never. We never. We never got like a true definition of how late he was. No. The, the main thing is, though, he turned up. So that, that's, that's it. Important, right, it. <laughs> that is it. But that was such a lovely. See, with this whole series. I've, I give in on the first episode to trying to figure out what was the main plot line that was going to run through the whole thing. I give in yeah. straight away yeah. because I just felt like it was little stories mm-hmm. that interwove with something else that was going to completely off. And this was one of those stories. Yeah. And, I was, I, 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 and I'm just going to say something that's <laughs> going to like, might open, like, because this is the way I looked at it as well. It's a show about dreams, about uh, giving us dreams. And, yeah. your dream, and your dreams run like that. You, you never get like a, a, con- a coherent no, dream. It always it always kind of interweans or tells one story here or finishes. But well, you some... get flashes of truth in things where yes. that, that do make sense. Yes, <laughs> and not being able to use mobile phones in dreams. I can't use. I cannot use a mobile phone in my dream. I can't ring a phone at all. Yeah, I can't read anything, which they did touch on in like when Rose Walker was like saw that sign and all the words were kind of like. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I think that's why me and Ant had the conversation. Like, yeah. I, I generally cannot use phones in dreams, but I'm getting to the point now where I know this. 
<laughs> like I'm becoming right self-aware in my whole dream. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. So after this episode, like I say, it was done. We got to introduce the actual Joanna um Constant Constantine. Yeah. Constantine. <laughs> <laughs> um like I say I was and how right. Morpheus was, was kind of intrigued by it. Yeah, it was a kind of a nothing scene, really, though. Um, yeah. But I know it's like it, that started a relationship between them two in like a mm-hmm. working relationship, yeah. it sounded like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'd imagine that he had the Constantines on speed dial yeah. for certain certain things, and that was probably the... St- Do you know what it is? That was probably just to please the fans. Yeah. Put her in there. It, like, yeah, I think it was. It was more of like an Easter egg to explain... Her. Like just an Easter egg, so she was there. Just mm. sort of, I think, probably to differentiate between mm-hmm. the, the two, like yeah. Joanna Constantine's. It, it was more of a rather than Joanna Constantine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've skipped over Shakespeare as well. He was. Oh, yeah. oh my <laughs> lord! <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was brilliant. He inspired Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, because he would make dreams. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Oh, I forgot about that. No, that was a good little like little hint and little like like throwaway little like mm-hmm. scene as well. But again, I, like I know what you normally get with these type of shows, especially with the Netflix shows. Uh, even at times with Stranger Things, there's like Ooh. there's excess, there's fatty type of like episodes where you think, oh, that could be trimmed. Yeah, that could be trimmed down. That mm-hmm. that wasn't needed. Uh, with this, everything that you get, you're kind of grateful for. At yeah. the same time, it's kind of like building a world, and elements to it is kind of like inviting you into that world and aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it doesn't overstay its welcome as well, so it gives you like little hints. Um, and then, like I say, we we'll move on to like I say the shall we say the second part of season two, uh, season one, sorry, uh, with mm-hmm. the Rose Walker story and the Vortex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is kind of, this is the, I, I could have seen this playing out throughout the whole of the series, because mm-hmm. uh, I felt this was the main story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so confused as to what is the main story in this, in I think, this like, series. Do you, not, do you not think it is playing out, out like literal comic arcs, where you would have yes! like about six, <laughs> you'd have about six issues, and then it would be like, oh, well, we're on to the next sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, perfectly, like, perfectly, perfectly put. I feel like this one was teased throughout the the season more than mm-hmm. the the other one because the other one was very sort mm-hmm. of straightforward. He's lost, you know, he's lost his powers. He, he needs to get them back. Mm-hmm. This, this, this. Mm-hmm. Whereas this was more teased right from the beginning, from like the very first episode when he was caught. Yeah. You mm-hmm. saw her fall mm-hmm. asleep and not wake up. Yeah. yeah. And this is the one he makes the plan to go after the three uh, dreams. Um, mm-hmm. The like, say, Phil and the Green. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the I can't. I've been saying his name all the time. I can't say it now. Phil's Green, Corinthian, Corinthian, like Gold or Gold or something. I like thought that. he was saying Gold. I had the subtitles on. <laughs> um, no, it was, gold, it was it was Gold, so it's spelled G E U L T. I think. Yeah. 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 Shape, shape. And these sounded like like other than Fiddler's Green, who looked lovely. Uh, like say, Galt was like a shape shifting nightmare that you were thinking, oh, that's yeah, really yeah. horrific. But like say, as we found out later on, like that was a bit of a different one. But yeah, this is this is this is the one where we get the predominantly like the information about 
like say Rose and like her like what happened to her and her family and like losing like say her son no son sorry her brother, brother. Mm-hmm. and then it's like the mission to get back but then how she's causing issues with the dream world and and, and so on being mm-hmm. with her being the vortex and we learn what a vortex is <laughs> yes sort of <laughs> yeah sort of I'm still not quite sure mm-hmm. but... but this is and, and this is where they're bringing like I think it was Unity the the, the, um, the, the woman that's lived forever in a, in a sleep but this is where we get to meet uh, like desire and what was the other one um the twins despair despair, despair and desire yeah. which Ant was like why have the god despair and desire on the actual posters when they're only in one episode like despair is in for two seconds i know <laughs> but like what what like what a character though like yes. <laughs> like that's amazing yes. like i loved it <laughs> she looked like despair <laughs> we've all been there <laughs> she looked like my despair yep. <laughs> <laughs> um you also got to meet the one the one character in this whole series who has the coolest name ever lighter hall i absolutely love that name <laughs> <laughs> i was like is she saying lighter like, or am I being too English? <laughs> yeah. Had we, like, seen... So, like, yeah, this... Like, we hadn't seen much of Desire yet, but, like, that no. whole, like... Like, the visuals on, like, all of Desire's scene and that, like, mm. massive heartbeat that's always going throughout it. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, it was making my TV do that shaky thing, you know, when the bass is <laughs> too loud for the speakers. <laughs> then, like, kind of rattles a bit. But uh, I was like, oh, this is adding to it. <laughs> Neil, Neil Gaiman came out about Desire because mm. people were not happy with the casting of Desire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Neil Gaiman himself came out and said, I wrote this in 1989, 1989. Mm. And, you know, there was no, no word for gender fluid mm-hmm. or non-binary. Yeah. And yeah. it was more androgyny or you know there was no gender specific to the to desire they were they they were them yeah and he decided to cast a non-binary um actor in the place of desire because that is exactly how he saw it Mm-hmm. Back mm-hmm. in the back in the late eighties, and I just thought that was so tremendous. I was just yeah. like, tail. I loved that he had a moving tail. That looked amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they looked absolutely fantastic. Like how, how cat like was he? He, he was very cat like. Yes, yeah, very feline. <laughs> uh-huh. Incredibly feline. Just beautiful to look at. The the, the, the bone structure on them is ridiculous. <laughs> It makes sense though, because if you're going to be the literal embodiment of desire, you can't just be straight desire or like. Yeah. You know, no, like, you oh, can't. You, no, you got to You got to go all the ways yeah. that is yeah. possible. And I totally get it. But for him to even come out and having to defend it, yeah, like how we. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I think Charlotte's turned into the depths of hell because she's. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, Do really you dark. not have Sorry. light? <laughs> Hang on. For the listeners of the audio else? podcast, <laughs> we're talking went about lighting. <laughs> but now we can see her beautiful face. Well, she's like half of it. <laughs> Maybe she's turning into a demon now. She's coming to get us. <laughs> you looking at Kevin? Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> he just looked up really tall. I was like, is Kevin no, I was looking at the. Uh, I was looking at the lights to see. Oh, you know, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Charlotte. It sounds like um, you didn't say something. <laughs> the, 
the person playing Desire uh, was in Cowboy Bebop playing yes. kind of the same role. <laughs> All right. Yes, but, I do. Like, I not... do remember. Thank you, Charlotte. That was really yeah. doing. My, I could not <laughs> picture where I'd seen them before. And sort of that very, was it. It was very similar styled, I think. Maybe the characters are a bit different, but the styling was was mm-hmm. quite similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know why. I, I really don't know why it was such controversy that they were cast because mm-hmm. it was. It seemed to be fans of the comics that were kicking off about it. Yeah. It was like, have you read these comics? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what Neil Gaiman said. He was like, "Have you read them?" It was the same. It was the same with Death. It was the same with with Lucifer. It was the same with Joanna Constantine. I didn't quite get it because it was it was fans of the comics that were kicking off, and the, the comics are mm-hmm. very much in that tone anyway. Yeah. So I don't so precious. Yeah, I would understand if if someone like said not involved with the comics or someone from like that's let's throw the names at Warner Brothers got involved and just start making shit like the the way they wanted. This wasn't the case. This was Neil Gaiman involved. His mm-hmm. fingerprints are all over every aspect of this TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He even came out before he said, I've personally cast every major role himself. Mm-hmm. He so Again, this is his work, his his blood and sweat, his choices. How dare people <gasps> come away and say that he did he got it wrong? I yeah. don't how people have the nerve to do that. And again, I'm, this is me as a fan. I've mm-hmm. come out and slagged casting out. Like I was one of the ones that was scared when Heath Ledger was cast as as the Joker. Fuck, was I proved wrong there? And I've learned <laughs> from, and I've learned from like past mistakes but this has been his love this has been his choices how dare someone come out and say he made a mistake when he's wanted it this way this is his choice it's, exactly. it's, it's shit just fucking preach just get on that soapbox <laughs> and you fucking preach absolutely it honestly it boils my piss when people mm. try to be so fucking precious over the pages that they read that they forget that the fucking creator themselves <laughs> is making mm-hmm. these decisions. Yeah. You know, the reason you picked that fucking book up in the first place is because of the person who was making the decisions at the other end. Well done, Paul. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'll very rare you get quite angry on here. I've done it a few times. I'll, I'll, I'll be back with the tits and ass jokes in 30 seconds there, guys. <laughs> he will reboot. <laughs> so we've met Rose Walker, and every time I hear this, I just I'm, I feel like I'm seeing Paul Walker for some reason. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't, because I heard that there's a podcast somewhere where the years ago and it was it was before gosh rest in peace paul walker but it was before that and he, he keeps he says paul walker in a jersey accent it was right. paul walker so all i can hear <laughs> when i hear rose walker does me head in sorry they, um, did, they did say a full name a lot a lot <laughs> yeah, like, not, like lot. not many not many people just said rose which would have been fine and <laughs> as we found out during this show if you use people's names a lot they're normally doing something wrong yeah, exactly. Yes, they are. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we've met Rose, we've met Jed. Um, Jed's been taken away. Their family's totally broken up and he's gone off somewhere. To get, to so, get abused, yeah. That was, that was absolutely God. heartbreaking. Everything that happens to Jed is yeah. incredibly oh, heartbreaking. 
for him I'm, to what, have I'm, the dreams he was having it made total sense for the life mm-hmm. he was actually living <laughs> what a yeah. lovely little kid though as well yeah he was adorable yeah, yeah i absolutely adored jay i mean the, they didn't say it out loud but like are we to like assume that he's the kid that kind of turned like gall around and was yeah like kind, so. kind of showed him like yeah. oh this is what like humanity can be yeah like a, a, yeah. Like a shining example type of thing yeah, absolutely. Where I, she I just, generally uh, think that. Where she didn't want to... That, that was the whole premise, like, with Gold. Like, after she met him, she didn't want to be a nightmare. She didn't want to scare mm-hmm. things. She yeah. wanted to inspire. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that was so well done and unexpected as well. And she, yeah. was, puni- and she was punished for it. Yeah. Just for a little bit. <laughs> she was punished for, not, for, for, for turning against what he created. That's his ego yeah. coming out because mm-hmm. I created you. You, therefore, mm-hmm. cannot evolve. Mm-hmm. You cannot are be my, anything else. Yeah, you are my creation of a nightmare. So that was his ego mm-hmm. playing in. Because he was at, the, at that point, when he's face to face with her, he's pissed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he took it out on the wrong person. Also, it's like a, he's got abandonment issues as well because, oh, like, massively. <laughs> all, all, all his me. friends, uh, all of his friends, and seemingly most of his family has kind of abandoned him at this point. Yeah, uh, he's actually, abandoned some of them though as well. Yeah, actually, Think of his bullshit. <laughs> that that is a good point you've just made as well because, like, in the previous episodes, but I, I forgot to touch on. He's bitter about a lot of things, and he is bitter towards his family as well. Because he was locked away and no fucker came to help him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No they, they, they yeah. knew exactly where he was, and he yeah. and he knew that as well. And they said they got together for dinner once, I think. Yeah, yeah. they did. <laughs> um, but if if it was the, if the shoe was on the other foot, and one of the other was 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 taken, would, would he have he? left? Would he have yeah. left his realm to go and do that? Because I don't think he would. It depends who it was, because I think um, <clears throat> actually when it, when the get to the end part and he has his confrontation with desire it's kind of like two sides because he mentions like um death and uh, what was the other one because he had death there was someone uh because desire uh, um the prodigal the prodigal <laughs> the prodigal, prodigal we've not found out about yet but uh, no like i say there was desire um despair and like there was another one he mentioned was against them, and but there was like death, him. If, I don't ever go against me, death, and it was oh, it was another one I can't desire, remember. Yeah, I think no, no, I des- it wasn't desire because it, it was. Oh, it was, I'll tell you, um, I've um, got the family, so I've just seen the family <laughs> <yeah>. somewhere. <Yeah. laughs> but like, I think like he possibly like if if one of the other ones had disappeared, he may have went after them, but like for the wrong reasons, for like oh, this is a disrespect to the gods type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where whereas the they obviously were like plotting against him as we've found out for personal reasons where it's just mm-hmm. like you're too full of yourself we don't like the way you act type of thing yeah <laughs> yeah Sam, Sam got the list there no I've actually <laughs> <laughs> I had it earlier and I've gone and lost it I had like a whole um, oh here we go um, it is dream don't give spoilers by the way <laughs> destruction right. desire despair Delirium? Delirium? Yeah, they did say delirium at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, death. So, destiny, death, dream, 
Destiny, that was Destiny. Destiny, Destiny, Death, Dream, Destruction, Desire, Despair, and Delirium. Yeah, so I think all D's. Yeah. All the D's. I didn't pick that up, actually. (laughs) No, me neither. Not until you literally just said it. Even (laughs) while I was reading them out. (laughs) I think Dream, Death, and Destiny were all, like, by the sounds out of the end, they were all, like, on team team good guy mm-hmm. and the others yeah the dream was, team <gasps> <laughs> that, that was a different movie in the 80s starred michael king <laughs> um, can can we just acknowledge the fact that this was the episode that gave us more camel yes yes i can oh is this when he first <laughs> as a pumpkin head <laughs> unfortunately yes. i had that spoiled for us by like some like social media marketing where it was like see mark hamill is jack <laughs> and i'm like i don't know who that is but okay <laughs> i i didn't have it spoiled but i kind of figured it out Um, i saw the cast yeah. list and saw right. he was on yeah. it and i was like the yeah. minute he, the minute the character came on stream i was like yeah but how clever and... like that could have been so cheesy and badly done mm-hmm. as well Aye. i liked it I didn't but mind it either. They made it look. So they cool. made it look a bit claymation or like. Um, yes, the like Nightmare Before moved. Christmas. I got like very. A bit. I got very Return of Oz vibes. Return of Oz vibes. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and we also got introduced to Stephen Fry, who was yes, oh, brilliant. To be fair, it, it was Stephen Fry being Stephen Fry, but just well, like perfect. He was just so lovely. <laughs> he's, he's Stephen Fry. That's what Americans pay Stephen Fry to be yeah. like on TV, because yeah. <laughs> he's like he's he's played this character before in like other shows. Like mm-hmm. um, I think he shows up in Bones as basically this character for like yeah. a few episodes. He's like the therapist who knows all of like the philosophy. Yeah, <laughs> it's so yeah, cool. he was great. It was great. It was great seeing him, and it was great seeing the fact that he um, he doesn't believe the dream was doing his job right either. Yes, <laughs> he was. He was with the crew, and I loved it. Um, I, did, I loved his story arc, though. I loved the way it ended as well. I think it ended beautifully. What did you think of the house of the interesting people? <laughs> oh, I loved oh my it. god, I wanted to live there. Yeah, I would have fit right in. <laughs> like, and like you say, they were, they were all nice, and the only, like, the, none of them were, like, creeps, which, like, that's kind of how they set it up. Even Stephen Fry, you're like, oh, he's, like, rescued her in the back alley. Is it going to get weird? And he has a sword. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it was it was good how they did it, that it, it only started to fall apart a bit when, like, those work, walkers, like, Vortex stuff started messing with people, if, yeah. you, if that makes messing sense. Messing with the dreams type messing thing. With the like, dreams. She, she was making cracks in, like, mm. perfectly fine relationships. Yeah, so we find out that Rose Walker is related to the lady who had been asleep the whole time, who yes. had a baby while she was asleep. Now, me and Anthony's Apparently. brain went to the dark side on that one. Oh. Um, <laughs> massively yeah. went to the dark side on that one. However, it is explained through Lighter Hall how that actually happened because Lida Hall manages to get herself pregnant while dreaming with her dead husband. Yeah. So they explained it lovely and took my mind right out the gutter. 
<laughs> so, so it wasn't like a Kill Bill situation. Same. I generally thought that's what was oh. happening. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just glossed over that and the sleeping sickness thing when they were like, oh, you broke the dreaming because I'm here and no one can sleep anymore, but some people can. <laughs> I just kind of let that gloss over because I was I, like, okay. I was so angry sickness. when, I was so angry when Morpheus confronts Slider Hall and realizes that her, that she is pregnant and he was like, well, guess what? That's mine. And uh, I'll be coming back for it at some point. He's like, you fucking dick. Like, you are literally turning her friend's world and universe upside down. You can't give her that kid. Like, is it really that important to you? I thought that was such a dick move. I thought it was an interesting as well. that I thought it was just a dream, but it was actually a ghost that was haunting the dream. I thought mm-hmm. that was very cleverly done. Mm-hmm. And like, see how we. Like, that's why it was wrong. Like, mm-hmm. that's why the situation was mm-hmm. wrong because he literally wasn't supposed to be there. No. Yeah. yeah. Because no. I, I thought it was going to be like Rose causing it, but it wasn't Rose causing like the vortex. She was making things happen and yeah. making things possible. She, yeah, that was it, the word possible. She was making it possible for him to be there, but he generally was mm-hmm. there. She was not dreaming it. Yeah. In her dream, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I say, I, this is where, like I say, it did go a little bit confusing with like the whole Vortex storyline um, and moving in. But this is where we got more of the Corinthian and yes. what an interesting <laughs> character he was. He is fantastic. The actor who played him is the guy from Logan, isn't it? Yes, Boyd Holbrook. Yes, thank you. Um, I didn't think much of him in Logan. I was like, meh, it's okay. He was brilliant in this. And the fact that he went to a serial killer or a serial <laughs> convention, convention that had no serial was one of the most genius ways of doing that kind of thing. Because American Horror Story tried to do it with the um, the serial killers all having the Halloween brunchy dinner thing and it was so badly bad taste, Mm -hmm. bad bad this on however was so cleverly done. This was like another moment where I was like I can see the panel here you know when the the first the three of them were just in the diner and Uh we we Mm -hmm. just kind of got dropped in mid conversation and slowly realised they were talking about being serial killers like as as the scene went on I was like oh I could see this like as the the last few panels of a comic and then you just get left with a weird cliffhanger type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Or being the beginning part of a comic. Yeah. And then you've got the title of the, and then it moves into the main story. I could have totally seen it right there. Definitely. Um, I just loved the fact that they wanted him as the keynote speaker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that Jed was talking to one of them and even the Corinthian was like, no, you should nope, not be having it. a conversation <laughs> with him. <laughs> To me, like I said, this is where there was a little bit of a shift because, as I said, when I've been watching it, I thought the Corinthian was the big bad guy, the big boogie mm. man, the big scary thing. And there was a slight shift. Yeah. And I started to like the Corinthian. I loved him. I thought and, he had a little bit of magic about him. Yeah. And he kind of got on his wavelength as well a little bit because when he goes to rescue Jed, he, he kills the people that were abusing him, but he's like nice to Jed. He's not scary to him. He's not trying to intimidate him. He's having a bit of thing. He's building that like little bit of rapport, which I thought this is surprising us. He's like I said he was very charismatic. He had a lot of charisma. 
um, which most serial killers do to like, try and entrap the prey and, and so on. But there was something, an element to him that started, because at, at first you, I thought I was meant to be scared of him. But I started relating to him, which is was the most bizarre thing I've ever experienced. Yeah. And he wasn't he never lied to them. No. He never he, he when he told Rose that she could leave that room, she could leave that room. He didn't lie at all about his intentions. <laughs> to to me though, when he saved Jed, it was kind of like if he couldn't if there was nothing to gain from saving Jed, he wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. So, <laughs> It it wasn't like genuine mm. niceness. It was kind of mm. opportunist. Yeah, I thought that, but then his actions later on, kind of thing. Like as Sam mentioned, he wanted Jed to stay away from the Nazi uh, uh, serial killer. <laughs> the Nazi uh, serial killer who uh, honestly was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, um, it's him from Cobra Kai, isn't it? And I don't watch it. I don't watch Cobra. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> um, that's one nostalgia I can't, I'm not going back with. I've not, yeah. <laughs> My um, like I say, we'll, we'll, we'll do a Karate Kid episode later on, don't worry. Um, but um, yeah, because like I say, the little elements, and as you said, he didn't lie to Rose. Fair enough, it was he was trying to save his own skin, mm-hmm. and you got that element. But then when you had the confirmation, the, like, like the the face to face with dream, like say, like spoilers. I know we're getting like rushing towards it. His conversation with dream is like, look, I wanted to experience humanity. Fair enough, I've made choices, I've done things, but I've felt things as well. And this is something that mm. again, I cannot give up. And I've with me being in this world, I feel more. I felt more human in, in aspects to the point where I was like. I'm a little bit on the Corinthian side, even though he's done some horrific things. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it was like, um, it was just almost as if he respected Jed, just for mm-hmm. the fact that he was like, like a sort of pure individual. Like, if that makes sense, like he yeah. wasn't, he wasn't hiding anything. He didn't have anything to gain from the Corinthian. Like other people like fancied him and stuff. So he was probably just like, oh, like he would go type of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was interesting how he was saying like the reason he eats the eyes was to like taste humanity for like a split second or whatever. Yeah. Um, which is obviously horrific. But again, it's like Dream's fault, like for making him that way. Like, yeah. for, like mm. he was he was immature and like half formed ideas like that's pretty much all he had mm-hmm. but again that's sort of like dreams fault because he was like, limited by like what he was made yeah absolutely um, and, and again okay. the the face off with him and dream you were expecting <gasps> something massive and something big but was so underplayed and done so well and the way he turned it around to everyone who he felt was like wrong and said you are going to fail yeah Every aspect of what you've done. Yeah. That absolutely hit me like a ton of bricks. That, like, what punishment could you give to somebody who generally (laughs) doesn't give a shit? Yeah. You make them give a shit. Mm -hmm. Also, like, how much do you want one of those tiny skulls with the teeth eyes? Very much so. If anyone can find one, I want a a tiny skull Corinthian, please. (laughs) Donna, a 3D printed. Donna, 3D print, please, love. Come on. Um, but yeah, the the, the face off between them two was just 
it didn't need to be anything more than what it was. It was a battle of no. words. It was a battle of wisdom, of knowledge, of power. It was perfect. That, it kind of hurt each I think that was feelings. a running. Yeah, they did. Well, that that was a running theme throughout because we didn't get like big, massive, action-packed sort of battles or face-offs. Yeah, it was more battles of intelligence because even yes. the one with even the one with uh, Lucifer, it was who could outsmart the other. Yeah. By thinking of something more powerful rather than being more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, oh, absolutely. Um, and then we get the the vortex standoff. Mm-hmm. Was it almost a Mexican standoff? Because it was like you had mm-hmm. what you call that? Rose Walker. Rose Walker. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had... How could you forget? Oh my god! Yeah. Sorry. She, kind of, she kind of accepted her fate towards the end. She <laughs> did. She accepted it, and then she had the ultimate sacrifice from her great grandmother, who mm-hmm. manages to walk through the dream world, and <laughs> you know, points out that I'm actually meant to be the vortex. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was always meant to be me, and does the ultimate and sacrifice. Scoo- and does the whole Scooby Doo? And it was me after all. Ha 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 ha. So I guess <laughs> I guess that could explain what you were saying, like Sammy, about how she had a, an entire life in the dream, mm-hmm. yeah. which then was like just gone when she woke up. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like that was. It was a bit of a cop out type of thing to be like. <laughs> Yeah. To be like, oh, um, yeah, we're just going to switch the characters around last second. You can kill this one. This is fine. Don't kill this one. <laughs> don't kill the young actress. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I get that. I, I it had to end. Like, yeah. they'd already they'd written themselves into the corner of, like, this is going to tear apart the world. Yeah, so it has to come to an end. Yeah. Let's kill the grandma. <laughs> no, no, Vis- visually, mm-hmm. visually, Rose and unity looked like they were genuinely related they mm-hmm. did didn't they yeah yeah i think, I think that's one like, thing genuinely the was, related the custom was on point with everyone absolutely but, but just but just to go back a little bit because i just want to go back to the comedy mm-hmm. expertise of stephen fry oh his facial expressions when he's going he was... through all the going through all the different <laughs> conventions yeah. and realizing where he is, was <laughs> had me to, at the level of Steve Martin in only murders in the building when he when he's drugged. Yes. That that was perfect, and you could see you could see his jaw dropping further and further down. And again, that was so underplayed, but done perfectly because you could expect him like panicking running out screaming and stuff and but like I, I noticed he was like hiding his name badge with his hat the whole time as well he obviously <laughs> did he didn't want anyone to talk but to him about anything every room he went into it's almost like the first room he went in he went all right okay maybe i've misheard it Let's uh, a bit weird. Room. and <laughs> yeah. then he goes into another room and he's like um no i'm not i'm still not 100 percent sure but i feel like i'm getting the point and then he goes to the third one and is like yep serial killers <laughs> Let me get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but he doesn't he doesn't abandon Rose. He goes no. to his creator because we find out he is Fiddler Green and Which was the most obvious thing ever in the world, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, he was wearing a green suit. I did say that when it, we when we found uh, out who see, it was. I went, oh, I'm colour colour blind, so I would never even notice. That. <laughs> I was like, saying, oh, he's, he's wearing a green suit. Maybe I should have gotten it from that. <laughs> um, but yeah. So then, what happens after that? We've done the serial killer thing. So yeah, so, dead. 
so he goes so he goes to like to Morpheus to tell him uh, like to, to apologize uh, Morpheus punishes goat for uh, yeah. oh yeah we kind of yeah yeah he pulls that away from us but Stem. at the mm-hmm. end mm-hmm. he brings her back he does because as I said he, he's got a bit of humanity when they do the whole switcheroo Rose goes off to live live, live her dreams of being a writer oh well, you um, know what we skipped over just slightly how like when she was doing her vortex stuff in the house and it had all the different people's dreams. That was quite good as well. Yes, watching Ken and Barbies was <laughs> was hilarious. Something. Uh, but then there was also like the, the two like the two goths and the one who didn't speak was like the child. I yes. Think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then and then the um like Barbie was having like a like an amber spyglass like that. What was it? Yes. The dark materials. Yes. yes. <laughs> With the polar bear sort of thing. Yes. That was Who quite was funny. the polar bear's voice? Does anyone know? Because it no. was so familiar. I thought I recognised it as well, but I couldn't figure it out. It was so familiar. But it was quite funny to see them reference like some other sort of like well-known things because that is what people would dream about, the favourite books yeah. and stuff like that, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. they would. I got a very American horror story from the guy who was, uh, like, in his dream was, uh, like, Getting caught. Getting caught. No, no, not him. The, the guy one who's him. like pulling his face off and all that yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. the um, yes, the house owner type thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, how? 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 Yes. Yeah. The one they wanted to um live out their Broadway fantasy. And did anyone else notice yeah. at the end when they were all living their best life? He had um getting together well, with the guy the Corinthians slept with and. Mm-hmm. The former yeah, episode. Uh, Rose's, yeah. It was Rose's, Rose's friend. roommate, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I was scared he was going to get chomped, but yeah. He did. <laughs> he didn't Don't want to see it. those eyes again. He didn't do anything wrong. He was a little bit needy, but that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> so after we've had, after Rose's living her bestest of best lives, we see a completely different version of Dream. We see yeah. a Dream that I feel is. If we get more, this is the version we will see of them. Dream 2.0. Yes, I think, but we, we do get the big face off as well with Desire and Dream when like, the, the threats Ooh, start throwing that out. that face grab, when he yeah. grabs his face. Oh, yeah, that... so we missed we missed the part that uh, Rose and Jed are children of the Endless. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah technically. Right. Yeah. yeah, so he'll come back and steal them too. Because um, Desire... Desire was the was the one eyes was the, the filthy the, rapist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So like, yeah. So like we didn't we didn't particularly know at the time, but when like the vortex comes out, it's like a sort of big like geometric heart, which is like Desire's like logo because they've all got like logos hung on the wall yeah. <laughs> for everyone, haven't they? <laughs> so they can talk to each other. Um, Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was quite cool. So obviously, in that moment, Dream knew exactly, but then we didn't know. Well, we knew, but then we got to see mm-hmm. the competition. <laughs> but then yeah. we got we got the think, tease as well after this. Sorry, I think Charlotte. The way, sorry, I think the way um, we we saw the vortex, like we saw Rose sort of manifest the vortex out of her. The way the the great grandma had said, "It's your dream." do it any way you want we didn't mm-hmm. really think much of the the shape or anything of the vortex because when i was watching it i interpreted it as it was a heart because her 
grandmother was sacrificing herself. Mm. I thought I thought it was the, I thought they looked shit. Well, it was like I thought I guess I thought Desire like had that iconography on the wall. Like you know, but yeah, later yeah. on we realized it was yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, because of that. But like at the, at the time, I was like, oh well, it's a heart because it's she's making a sacrifice out of love. Yeah. So that's or is it because she's his daughter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so Rose is what Grand- Desire's granddaughter, great granddaughter, yeah, great granddaughter, yeah. I yeah. guess the filthy animal. <laughs> but yes, um, well then we got the tease that Lucifer's pissed off. Yeah, Lucifer's yes. pissed. <laughs> yeah. Massively pissed, but didn't really show that they were pissed. They were just, yeah, why not? Like, because they got it got approached by um, as as Azel, as Azel, yes, uh, and, which was and just the, a big mouthful of mouths, and, <laughs> which and, is great. And very pissed off at the fact that you know Dream has done what he's done, so they want to go after him, and the, you know the devil just went, yeah, okay, okay, like okay. <laughs> it was like it was very effortless her. Yeah, and she was in a nightgown, sort yeah, of, uh, yeah. like, e- evening wear, <laughs> Lucifer. It was great. I want to walk around <laughs> like that every day and just be Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so. that kind of, like, that kind of made me worry, because I was like, oh, are we going to get, like, are we going to get fights in the next season? <laughs> Is it going to be, like, <laughs> war of the... No, um, I think because I don't want it. <laughs> I don't. Jake don't want this. No, and um, I don't think that would be the case. I think if we are getting another season, which I probably we probably will be. Has yeah. it not um, already been confirmed? I, I don't think it has. Don't think it has. Is but it just... Netflix have had their hands busy recently because they've just signed mm. one of the biggest deals of the streaming platform ever with the South Park guys. Oh yeah. dear. Oh dear. We are looking <laughs> at nearly 10 to 12 movies coming from Trey Parker and Matt Stone. If I get Og- yeah. Orgasmo 2, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I but... feel like I'm going to petition for that now. No. If, 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 that, if that comes out, we all have to promise to just never mention it on this podcast. <laughs> ever. Ever. And Donna is Donna, not this was a one. dream. <laughs> It's a dream. <laughs> the only, the only thing is, as well, because I know that they announced uh, the other day because Netflix are pissed. Guess who's got more subscriptions than Netflix now? Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. Of course. They, yeah, you've got. Them. Yeah, because it's a, it is a better streaming service. I'm sorry, it's got the Golden Girls on. Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. To be fair, you know I mean? to be fair, Netflix with the Sandman, has had the number one show of any streaming platform in over 80 countries across the world. Mm-hmm. And, so they've had, um, and they've things. had better, they've had better call Saul running at the same time as well as <laughs> yeah, Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Someone just woke uh, Goodwill up because we said Orgasmo 2, fuck. <laughs> oh, God. So are we going to get this wrapped up? Because I'm not going to lie, guys, I'm starving. I'm absolutely yes. Marvin. Um, <laughs> Like I said, I know what they were hitting at because I know, like as you said, there was teasers that there was there was more filmed and things were starting to film for season two. That's why mm-hmm. we got excited, like say a few days ago. But them teasers have turned out to be the special episode, mm. which we've now all got to fucking watch. I'm gonna uh, watch it now. <laughs> I've, uh, 
I can't because Nick's away, so I can't watch it now, so I'm pissed. Uh, <laughs> only thing is, though, the only thing that would have made this better is if they'd done a dream about the Goonies as part of the show. So that oh, been... see. <laughs> right in... Oh, dream. Everyone... You nearly did it. We were so close. If, the, if there was a vortex in our group, like that would be like your dream. Relive the Goonies every, every day. day. Yes. Every day. Oh, that's Paul with his magic ruby, like in the diner. But it's just all of us stuck in the Goonies, <laughs> replaying. <laughs> And, and, and we would all live in a better world. And then I'm, I'm waiting for goodwill to kick off in your mind. It's gonna happen. <laughs> but that was that was Sandman, <laughs> and it was oh, fucking fantastic. Game, take me away. I was so was. happy with that, Nelly. I only watched the last episode yesterday because I literally I didn't want it to finish. I've been dragging it out. Oh no! I said end. I said to Anne, "We've got a review on Friday. Can we get it finished by then?" He was like, "Absolutely!" Because it's <laughs> like, that I'm, good. Yeah, but yeah, like, it out. after like after having to watch like hours and hours of like Marvel, that's been kind of mediocre. This was like a breath of fresh air for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I I honestly like when the last episode finished, I was just like. And I was like, I could cry at how good that was. I was so happy. Yeah. And guess what, Charlotte? There's <laughs> more. <laughs> There's more. Which, to be fair, though, because we're doing an episode on Sunday about uh, um, animals and movies. Oh, and gosh. And the episode that's in the Sandman is Dream of cats? Cats. 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 <laughs> so, we'll for it. so we might even mention it this, this on Sunday as well. So, uh, right. So that's really well timed because Goodwill's just said every time Paul mentions the Goonies, a puppy cries. <laughs> so, so how can I bring the Goonies into the, in the animals and movies? So, yeah. Oh, there isn't really any animals in it. Is uh, there? I'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> that, that bird in the background of the Goonies is my favourite. <laughs> um, I'm not going to spoil it, but I've got one for it already. So that's fine. Oh my gosh. Um, but yes, so, so thank you everyone that's listened. I know, like, say, on a Friday night, it is uh, a lot of people's fun nights. Uh, so anyone that's joined yes. in, I know you've had a long week at work. So thank you um, thank and you. Hope, enjoy the rest of the, the evening. That is The Sandman we've discussed. Um, again. Go, go, watch it. Go, go watch it. Go watch it. Go watch it. Um, like, say, if you didn't enjoy it, tell us why, so we can tell you why you're wrong. But um... well, yeah, I would. I would actually <laughs> love to know why if anyone did. Yeah, it's like it was pretty, pretty like, perfect for me. For, yeah. for, for genuine reasons as well, not yeah. just oh, yeah. I didn't don't, like certain yeah, yeah. casting just choices. Don't be a dick. Like, yeah. get into it. But get us in the comments. <laughs> Come and join us on the Facebook group. We are on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Charlotte has a boot club. She's got Twitch hashtag, hashtag, hashtag Charlotte's feet. Hashtag Charlotte's feet. Hashtag Twitch Twitch tall Paul. Twitch.tv Twitch. slash nerdy up north. <laughs> we are looking to do something on Tuesday as well for the Twitch. Um, we haven't decided on the game yet. I know we are discussions to see how many people we can get to play it. Who's mm. playing what? Why, when, when, how? If we can get enough people <laughs> want to do like a big team among us, which could be quite interesting. Mm. Where, uh, it's just basically like us playing Cluedo. <laughs> it's easy enough to get going because you can play it on phones and nobody's yeah. got an excuse that they don't have a PC. Let me know. I think you can get about 12 players on there as well, I think. I think wow. you won about that many, but I think yeah. there's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could do it. We Oh, that sounds fun. Yes. Yeah, so Twitch. <laughs> yes. Um, and join us on Sunday where, again, we'll go on. I think it uh, moves on to episode... 
What time was it? 80 now? something. It's in 70 the 80s. something. That's definitely eighties. Eighty something. Eighty four. So we are we are ticking mm. on down to the eighty five. Uh, getting to a hundred. Um, also, as well, we are like moving on to our, our favorite season of the year soon. Uh, it's, it's getting closer, so we're hoping to uh, do a few very special things for our Halloween. I know Sam's getting a few picks. Uh, well, she's choosing most of October, but no, I am choosing all of October. I am not choosing most of it. <laughs> you give me October. October is mine. <laughs> Paul is no longer a horror fan. <laughs> <laughs> It's over. <laughs> but yes, um, I'm, we're still working on, I'd say, maybe doing an episode like in in a spooky place as well. Yeah. I think that would be quite entertaining. But yes, <laughs> uh, same back time, same back channel, guys. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Uh, where's it? <laughs>